Jazz, welcome to Minefields. This is a very special half episode. Our hundredth episode is almost here. Mr. Colin is away on set doing some Union Mob Boss stuff, and we gotta make sure we have him on the show, so we're doing a little short ski episode here. We got Mr. Tony Morales. What's going on, man? Ah, it's another damn paradise, man. Can't complain. Yep. Ah. Took a while to get my groove on today. It was literally until I got home. Like, it's just been in, like, in a... Been in a funk. I gotta, like... Haven't been able to snap. I had, like, zero patience for people today, man. Like, it was one of those things where I was constantly muting my phone and, like, like throwing shit and breaking stuff. Like, it was, like... I was getting mad. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> like, ma'am, ma'am, can you, can you turn off your fucking Bluetooth and then not stop at a goddamn... Popeyes or or McDonald's or whatever the fuck it is and and roll your windows up. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those. Yeah, it's just good to be uh, good to be on the show talking to y'all or just you or just us or maybe there's like three or four of me. I don't know. Unless you guys have been hiding something from me, and I don't know. Very multiversal. It happens, man. I wouldn't mind it. Speaking of multiverse, can't wait to get to fucking Suicide Squad, man. That. That was that was a filet mignon this week, man. That was good stuff, man. Good stuff. Freaking, they just gonna get a little bit of blood sport in there as a little bit of a tease. Hundred percent. Let's. Uh, I heard that uh, unfortunately a good friend of yours or a buddy of yours passed. Um, anything you wanna just put him over? Yeah, nah, man. Uh, Chris Romero Youngblood passed away. Freaking. Uh, I knew him as a trainer for, uh, an, uh, at the time, I guess it would be a rival fed when I lived in Amarillo, but they ended up splitting off him and a bunch of his trainees and coming over and working with us for a while. And really good dude. Got a chance to wrestle him in a tag match one time. And then we actually tagged in SCP a few years ago as kind of a, kind of a one-off, which is really fun. Like, you don't really, there are certain guys that, like, like you know a guy's decent, but, like, freaking, like, you don't know how good he is until you're actually in the ring with him. Yeah. And, like, freaking, like, he was, like, I don't think we talked over anything prior to the match, but, like, we went out there and we were, we wrestled like we were a tag team for, like, ten years. Oh, that's and, like, I always, I always remembered that, and, like, it was just, it was just fun. And, like, having, having chemistry, I mean, freaking, the guy was wrestling for, like, 30 years. Like, he'd wrestled in, uh, in WCW with his brother Mark Youngblood, and he'd wrestled in, uh, World Class Championship Wrestling, and wrestled a lot in Puerto Rico and Japan, and, like, you knew the guy knew his stuff. Like, I'm, I'm, I was, I never, I never freaking thought negative about, like, oh, this guy's just an old man or whatever. Yeah. But, like. Like, you always knew he knew what he was talking about, but, like, to actually be in the ring with somebody like that, that you could just kind of, you know, no plans, no thought process going into it, and just come out and just enjoy a match as, like, a wrestler and as a fan. Like, you don't, that 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 is free. I can count the number of times that's legit happened on one hand in, like, 19 years of wrestling. So, freaking... Good dude, freaking never had a, uh, never, I mean, we didn't necessarily agree on everything, but, like, always respected him, and freaking always felt like he respected me, and, you know, just, uh, you know, sorry to hear about what happened to the guy, freaking, uh, you know, I mean, he had moved, uh, he had moved to Oregon a couple years ago, and 
you know, that's probably the last I talked to him, but, you know, freaking, obviously, rest in peace, Chris Romero, Youngblood, and, you know, thank you. It was it was an honor. Oh, sorry. You know? sorry that happened in the wrestling world. Sorry that happened to my good buddy, you. Um, yeah. Obviously, we lost someone awesome, and it's just... You know, I, I I hate when people say it is what it is. I mean, I, I I get it. It is what it is. But like, I I still I'm we're still allowed to feel shitty about it. You know? Yeah, it's I mean, it still sucks. It's freaking like you have those things happen. Like freaking my uh, my phone's been on the fritz as we were talking before the show, and freaking for like the twenty thirty minutes I was able to have it on today. Freaking uh, my phone was just barraged by messages about him and whatnot, and it just kind of. You know, it's one of those things like freaking you, uh, you don't talk to somebody for a few years, you kind of lose lose contact and whatnot, and freaking, you know, like you definitely, you know, you, you kind of, you, you wish you'd hung, you know, you'd wish you'd called every now and then, or you wish you'd freaking send an email or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is, it's kind of one of those things, like he was only... I want to say 55, 56 years old, freaking, it's just one of those things where, like, you just want to, you know, you got to live, you got you to gotta live your life, man. You freaking got to, you know, tell people you love them, keep in contact with people. Because yeah. you never know when they're not going to be there. And you never know what people are going through. And freaking, you never know, uh, you know, freaking, keep in contact. Tell people you love them. Tell people, freaking, ask people how they're doing. Like it, I mean, it makes it sound like it was like a suicide. It wasn't a suicide or nothing like that. But freaking, yeah, had a, I think his liver failure is what I was told. But freaking, um, you know, just take advantage of that stuff. You never know when you're, you know, when your last time's gonna be your last time. I do my best to uh, every time I'm in a position of a, a good moment uh, to pretend that I'm a time traveler. That like went back into my body to enjoy the, to enjoy the moment, and uh, it, it like that sort of thing always. Just is what it is. Or you know, funny, <laughs> but yeah, no, I freaking um, yeah, just rest in peace. Thanks for the memories. Thanks for the good times. Yeah, Gates, bro. That's awesome. <laughs> and uh, you know, one thing that always really kind of pisses me off when I hear about a wrestler passing is. That it's always like uh, everyone's always looking for a tragedy. Like uh, they're they're like they're they're looking for uh, a Chris Benoit. They're looking for like it's, it's one of the things that always irks me about the human race is that when something ha- bad happens, people are looking for the worst of the worst. At the other end, like you know, everyone loves a good comeback story and you know all the good stuff. So guys, you know, yeah, while no, just like just like follow our advice. Well, Enjoy everyone while they're here, and uh, when you hear about a wrestler passing, like it's not always something shitty. Or pay your respects, and truly pay your respects to Squirt Circle and the, the people that are uh, inside of it, sacrificing themselves for y'all. It, it's it's something else, and it's one of the reasons why we focus on uh, wrestling in general here in Minefields. Like it's one of the best things about wrestling is that y- y'all are true blue superheroes to us. You know. Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, I mean that's that's you know that's life, unfortunately, man. Freaking people always want to look towards the negative, look towards what happened, look towards you know get all the juicy gossip, all the details and whatnot. Yeah. You know, sometimes sometimes crap just happens. 
you know, sometimes freaking your body just goes out on you. Sometimes freaking things just don't go your way. You know, yeah. it is what it is. Sometimes it's your fault. Sometimes it's not. Freaking sometimes it's outside events. Sometimes freaking things just happen. Yeah. Like, man, I'd be more excited to meet Randy Macho Man Savage than I would meeting actual True Blue Superman. If that speaks anything to how much I love wrestling. Uh... One of the things that I was bitching about work today, I did have what put me in a better mood today was I got on the phone and this, I, I had a, uh, I, I want to say she was born in 1942, elderly woman, widowed, kind of, she wasn't gruff sounding, but she was short, but she wasn't mean. And she was like, you know, like, hey, this call's taking a long time, like, you know, I want to uh, get to watch some wrestling. And I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> like, uh, like, like, wrestling, like, you know, she didn't just say wrestling. She said wrestling. Like, okay, so we've got, I've got something here. What do you watch? You know, like the, you know, the, the, the pissing contest started. Like, she said it the right way. And she's like, well, I, was, I usually watch, uh, what did she say specifically? She says, well, I, I DVR everything. It's on, it's on my, uh, my recorder thing. But usually I watch Impact Wrestling on Tuesdays. Uh, right after I finished watching NXT, I watched AEW Dynamite, and I've got the uh, New Japan app that I watch on Fridays. And I was like, I love you. <laughs> Guys, I, I could not, I'm not making this up. A legit woman in her 70s, if not older, because I don't feel like doing math right now, 100% wrestling fan. Like, And she went into it with me, man. She was like, she was telling me why. Like, Kevin Owens sucks now as opposed to the way he uh, was better, like, a couple years ago. Uh, she is, uh, she absolutely fucking hates Raw, but she still watches it, and NXT is, like, the best thing in the world that's ever happened to her. Uh, she's got, like, an 80-year-old friend that lives, like, a block and a half away that comes over to watch wrestling with her every now and then that thinks it's real, and she gets the oh, big, wow. biggest kick out of watching this lady, like, freak out and check the rag sheets like it's actually real ski and uh she was just the the coolest lady and i realized that there would absolutely be nothing better in my life right now than an 80 or 70 year old woman i could watch wrestling with that was a diehard wrestling fan like i want a pet old lady to, to watch to you watch. need your own old lady to watch wrestling with <laughs> to watch wrestling like i would like Maybe she could make you she could bake you cookies Ooh. and then hit you with the tray Dude, 100%. And it was it was absolutely the old lady from uh, the rapping grandma from Wedding Singer that was watching uh, WCW and Ready to Rumble. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was it it it's real. It happened. And and she was like, like I've had like customers hit on me and like uh, want to give me their number and stuff like, hey, you know, call me. Like it happens every now and then. But this lady was like, listen, okay. you have my number. You should absolutely call me, and uh, like whenever you want to talk about wrestling, and I am legit gonna talk to my boss about it. Like I, I really want this woman in my life for as long <laughs> as possible because she was so fucking cool. And I, uh, it was the second day I talked to her because uh, we couldn't finish the day beforehand. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, I mentioned that uh, we've had Abbott on on the show. I brought, oh, obviously I put the show over. Okay. And um, it was two days of talking with her. And uh, 
she, well, when I talked to her today, she was just like, all right, so she told me about looking at wrestling yesterday. She called me back today, and we talked more today. Um, get the whole story 100%. But, uh, yeah, we've had Abbott on the show. She's like, oh, I've seen her. Like, I looked her up after we got off the phone. Like, she's a scary-looking girl, but she can wrestle. I'm like, yeah, she can. <laughs> yeah, she can. Like, like it's like, uh, it, it was just... Uh, like, uh, my buddy, uh, at work, who's into wrestling and watched wrestling with me a lot, um, lives a block, he was actually in Kansas, like, almost two towns away from her, and I was, like, on the phone, uh, uh messaging him, uh, in semester at work, like, this woman exists, and he's like, I, I gotta find this lady, <laughs> like, like, no, absolutely, like, because he had to go back home to, uh, take care of some, some family business, and they, they allowed him to bring his work stuff, and that was the coolest thing ever, and, Oh, nice. I'm, I'm going to risk it. I'm going to risk you're gonna it. Call, you're going to call up Greta and be like, hey, let's talk some wrestling. I'm going to I'm gonna call up Greta and, and uh, see, like, hey, are you on Facebook? <laughs> are you on Facebook? You're going to slide her DMs and be I'm, like, hey, let's I'm, talk some wrestling. I would, dude, I would totally be like, okay, this is how we're going to share a screen. You're not going to have to worry. And, and here's how you broadcast your screen to your TV. You can, Here's literally all the passwords for everything you have. You ain't got to waste your social security shit on anything. I got it. <laughs> and, like, it was so funny because she didn't know. Like, I was talking about Dark and, and Elevation, and she had no idea they were free. Well, they probably cost money on YouTube. I'm like, no, they're free, dude. Like, And um, I, I, I told her some cool matches that she needs to watch because she hasn't had New Japan for... God... She was like, well, I had to get the New Japan app because Access TV stopped showing all the good stuff. And, uh-huh. I, and I was like, oh, goddamn. <laughs> like, like, I mean, that's at least four years. And, like, she, she told me, like, how uh, she stopped watching wrestling, uh, like, in the 80s or, like, late 80s or something like that. And then got back into it about, like, you know, ten years ago. And uh, she was just the coolest chick ever. And, I like, there's my smile today. I found my smile, Tony Morales. Well, <laughs> until, until you, you, you don't want to job the IC belt. No. no. You're, you're going to hand it over to your buddy. And then get cross-eyed and start wearing a goddamn cowboy hat all the goddamn time so no one can see my fucked up eye. No. Because they don't want to see his bald head. Yeah, that's a hundred, yeah. After, uh, did you watch, have you watched any of the, uh, the like, WWE movies like, um... What did I see? Twelve rounds. Was it twelve rounds? Three was Dean Ambrose. That was all right. Yeah, the last one I think I've legitimately seen was um. Oh Jesus! I know I definitely saw the Stone Cold one. That was actually good. The Condemned, yeah. The Condemned that. was solid. Um, which one's the one with Big Show in the diaper? Oh shit! Knucklehead. I don't even know that movie exists. I, I, I saw about half a knucklehead, maybe. Like, maybe not even half. And just like, this is garbage. I've said it before, but um, The Chaperone was... I really enjoyed it. I haven't seen that one. But yeah, no, I, I don't, don't don't watch too many WWE films. No. Usually, usually pretty much garbage. Did you watch The Marine, though? I've never seen The Marine... Maybe? I don't know. No. That's the, that's the one with big guns in it, right? <laughs> yes. It is the one with big guns in 
Uh, straight to DVD. I didn't watch it now. Straight. Actually, I've watched a lot of straight to DVD movies, but we can't get into that right now. Sounds about right. That's for after dark. Nah, I just wanted to make you smile, man. Uh, yeah, I know. I think that the last one I watched all the way through was probably The Condemned, and that was 12 years ago, probably. Something like that. They still do WWE films? Uh, I, I, I haven't watched WWE enough in the past two years to give a damn or know anything about it. Well. No. So we're going to go with a hard maybe. Hard maybe. I mean, if, if we get a... If we get a uh, scantily clad Lana, I might watch that one with Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, maybe. My head, she was on what Talk is Jericho this week. That was actually a really interesting one. Like, I've never really been the biggest Lana fan, but hearing her disappointment, and it's one of those things that I think that a lot of people in the business need to listen to that have done literally everything they can to mm-hmm. not... Re- they want to get over with the fans. She was always over with the fans. Like, you know, like the, the We Want Lana chants were real. Um, yeah. Uh, those were, I remember being part of it at a SmackDown uh, when, uh, what was it, Summer, what's her name? Summerfest? Yeah. Summer Rae? Yeah, Summer Rae was like, you know, stole her man. And um, the, the disappointment and the maturity she had in it was resounding about, like, she did, you know, propose this idea. It got shut down. They started this idea. It was about to take off. It got shut down. And but the way she, pre- she the way she presented it was how things in WWE get shut down too fast. There's never a follow through. And the the foil she had was how epic Rusev's like what year something undefeated run was and how over mm-hmm. he was. Like he was awesome. And um, yeah. like he was he was legit a legit good bad guy and the psychology brought into that and how she's literally from Russia and you know did everything she could and how they had to fight to make him Bulgarian keep him Bulgarian and mm-hmm. the the hard work put into it and then also the way she found out you know she got a a, a, a phone call thinking it was talking about a storyline and it was like hey like we gotta talk about your 90 day and she's like 90 day like what like <laughs> Like, just just like that. Like, she'd been on the road away from uh, Miro for weeks, months, hardly ever seen him, like, keeping on the, uh, well, not on the road, but, like, in, within, like, uh, I think she said Tennessee and, uh, and um, Florida. But she was, super, yeah. she was super mature about it, and I did tear up when she started crying. Yeah, she, she She did her best to keep it together. She didn't start bawling. But there was like you know, I there was a couple of times where like as someone that has to edit sound often, um, I saw I caught it. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I caught it gets it. emotional. Yeah, it gets emotional. Well, that's the thing, dude. It's freaking like Rusev, freaking Rusev and Lana both had those. You know, there were several times when they should have, could have, would have, should have pulled the trigger, and they never did. As far as trying to really, like, there was that whole initial heel run starting at the Rumble. Freaking all the way up to WrestleMania with Cena when he came out in a freaking tank. Yeah. Um. You know. Then he turns around and freaking ups the ante, turning face to the whole Rusev Day thing with him, Lana, and Aiden English, which should have at least done something. I really but, regret not buying that shirt. Eh. Sure, they got it on eBay, probably in your size. But like freaking, you know, they they you know that was amazing. 
Hey, the guy was even willing to make the Bobby Lashley stole your wife thing freaking work. Yeah, yeah. And freaking, it's like, dude, you know, you can't, you can't say they're not team players. Freaking, you know, Lana even once they broke up, Lana got to go out on her own and did the eight weeks of table spots with freaking Nia Jax that apparently led to nothing. You know? Yeah. Freaking. Yeah, she talked about that. She talked about that in extensively, like uh, about how upsetting that was. Yeah, it's like you you got you kind of you. If you're gonna do all this effort, like they're 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 hand you you have money sitting there waiting for you, and you just walk away with away from it. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying they need to freaking like all strap the rocket to him, brother, and put the belt on him and give him a world title and all that. You know. Yeah, of course. If they do, they do. If they don't, they don't. But freaking like, if the people want to buy the merch, if the people want to freaking support these people, if the people want to bring signs, and freaking, why not give that to them? And they've been they've been screwing up people left and right for decades now. At this point, you know how many how many times you know Zach Ryder being one of the obvious ones. Oh, we we should do something with this guy. Eh, screw it. Yeah. Rewrite. You know, freaking, Rewrite. Yeah, it doesn't. You know, freaking. No, it's they've been doing that on a freaking ba- um, yearly basis forever. Just like, oh, we like the, the people like this guy. But we're just we're just not gonna do it, right? You know, and then you freaking you build it up. You know, you got you know Roman Reigns cutting promos, and I get that it's a gimmick, freaking being like, oh, nobody can touch me. Yeah, because they've spent the last freaking five years not building anybody up. You know, they tried to build Rollins up, it just it didn't take. Freaking uh you know, Drew should have you know, Drew should be king. But freaking he, you know, he happened to freaking they happened to strap the rocket to him right before the pandemic. Yeah. You know, freaking Lashley. Lashley's great. Love Lashley. You know, Lashley and Drew were in that same boat, you know, two guys that you know, freaking left, came back, killing machines. Both both guys are phenomenal. But like freaking you know, you got to give them consistent stories, consistent feuds, consistent people to to wrestle against. You know, can, you need you need good foils to make their characters mean that much more. Which means you need to build people up for that position. Like freaking Kofi Kingston is another one, dude. Freaking they're finally putting Kofi back in a a main event level program at Lashley right now. But like freaking you had you had freaking lightning in a bottle with Kofi Mania. And then freaking six months later, he's a tag team guy again. Yeah. Why? Freaking people all over the world were like, you know, freaking, I want to be Kobe Kingston when I grow up. And, you know, their dads were like, freaking, do it. You know, they broke a barrier with that. And then six months later, he was in the same cast system he was in before. He was in the same spot on the card he was before. Why? Right. Right. Well, we got alternatives. Uh, before I forget, because uh, I can't say her name on uh, real name on on air, but uh, Mildred, uh, or we can just just give her Agnes. Well, it was Greta. It was Greta. We'll go with Greta. We'll go with Greta. Uh, she was like, I hate Bobby Lashley, and I'm like, you know, uh, as and I I got to teach her some words today. Like when you're watching, when you're watching wrestling, if you're this is what shoot means, this is what work means, this is what jobber means. This is I, I taught her like twelve basic words. And she's okay. like, and she, I was like, now that you know that, and she's like, well, I, I really hate, I really hate uh, uh, Bobby Lashley. I'm like, actually, I have from a 
credible source that he is a wonderful gentleman and does everything he can to help the boys and uh, good businessman. She's like, really? I, I didn't. I didn't think that. And I'm like, yeah. Like it's it, it's one of the fun things about watching wrestling and being a little bit in the business myself. Um, seeing that and hearing that sort of thing, like you know, like you, you did, like you. Like, I had a customer one time that uh, was in Davenport, Iowa. And I'm like, oh, well, it was like two years ago. Like, oh, uh, home of Seth Rollins. Like, oh, I fucking hate that guy. Like, really? You know him? Like, yeah, I went to high school with him. Fucking, he's a total fucking asshole. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that can, I, I've always seen, and I think one of the reasons why I enjoyed his heel run was he seemed like someone that I would fucking hate in high school. Um even though we were listening to the same goddamn music, like, from what he's put over. Like, he was Tyler Black. Okay, so you're uh, Tyler uh, Durden, and uh, you just added Black, and then I guess you kind of like Rollins Band. I don't think he's that cool, like, because Rollins Band isn't that good. But he is named after Henry Rollins. Yeah. He's a, um, but what if, if I, if I did risk it, if I did risk it, would it be a cool gimmick Text from Greta during. No, but you need you you need to do. You get freaking Greta, the freaking minefields freaking Twitter, yeah, and just let her just let her freaking just let her freaking live tweet during freaking AEW. That is gonna happen. I'm gonna do it. That's that's what you do. I'm gonna do it. It's whatever whatever she has to say. Like screw it. Like. Yeah, but keep in mind, she's born in the 40s, man. Like, it's one of the reasons why I wasn't too mad at the Hulkster when I heard him say the N-word. It's not that it's okay to say the N-word, but he was born in the 40s or the 50s and raised in Florida. Uh, I would assume there's some inherent, like, of course he doesn't want a, a black guy dating his white daughter. Not that that's... Not that that's right. No, no, but, no, but, no. You, you, you gotta, you got you gotta get out of that thought process. Freaking, no. at some point, you gotta freaking, you gotta get over that. Freaking, I've seen some people in some horrible situations that have freaking stepped up and out of that problem. That's that's on him for being ignorant. I, I, I agree, but all I'm saying is it wasn't, a, it wasn't a surprise. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't a surprise, and also like the guy's friends with Mr. T, one of my favorite people. That's ever existed um i really don't think the hulksters are racist but gotta make sure greta doesn't uh text anything racial <laughs> or like go on a pro trump ramp <laughs> rant you know what fuck it let's let her do it <laughs> and just like that my pills is we're dead yeah. we're dead in the water we like how are you gonna hate an 80 year old lady that likes wrestling <laughs> If she's spouting, if, she, if she's, it depends. Just say we, we might want, we might want to approve the tweets beforehand upon further review. Okay, all right, but let's just do text from Greta during approved text from Greta during AW and Impact. This <laughs> <laughs> is going to go really good or really really bad. No, no she was just... she was like uh, she wanted to know what the show was and how to find it, and I told her about Girl of Warfare. By the way, first episode's up. I'm super proud of it. Um, Sweet. And uh, she found it on YouTube. She's like, "Great, I'll watch it." I'm like, before you watch it, listen. I know I'm really nice on the phone because monitor recorded line, but pretty rated R. <laughs> and she's like, uh, "Honey, my husband was a cop, 
for 30 years, uh, there is literally nothing you can say or do or spit at me that is even, I might even notice. <laughs> I'm like, all right, all right, so enjoy Guerrilla Warfare, Greta. Like, uh, we got, we've got a good response, man. We've got, like, some great response from the photos. Like, uh, hey, uh, shout out to Primos for letting Minefield set up and run wild on that one, and your match was, uh, really fucking good. Really glad to see, uh, I was, I was stoked to see Eric interfere in that one, like, yeah. Uh, I didn't even notice. Yeah. I was too busy not dying. I almost didn't notice, too. I was actually, like, focused on, like, what was I looking at on the camera? I had to, like, real quick cut to him. <laughs> like, do a little bit extra on him to make sure I didn't look like I, like, wasn't fully paying attention and <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah and then uh and then cut back and luckily i got the finisher so even though you, even though your foot was on the ropes you goddamn cheater i don't know what you're talking about yeah. ref didn't see it it didn't happen well here's the greta and viva greta viva greta hmm. let's do some comics we got a list we got a Liskey on this one. Yep. Daredevil 31, Suicide Squad number 5, Next Batman, Second Son 404, Batman 110, Crushing Lobo number 2, Spawn number 319, United States of Captain America number 1, and Cable number 11. Uh, you want to take the, you want to take point or you want me to? Yeah, you can start out. I think I normally start out, so you can go first. Cool. Let me bring up uh, Cable 11. This one uh, was surprising because I... Didn't expect for strife, like, so much happened in this. Okay, so we built up the story for uh, a couple of months, uh, maybe, like, eight or nine. It's been a really, it's been a long time, but, like, the the way they space it, like, every time I read it, it feels like it was, like, last week. But uh, Kid Cable shows up out of nowhere, like, what, year and a half ago, maybe? Kills old Cable, takes over the, the Cable mantle. He's got, he's, you know, dating one of the cuckoos. Like, he's kind of a hothead, but... He is wrangled in by the fact that he is being raised by his mom and dad uh, on on the moon, uh, on the little summer's little retreat there they have, and uh, he he flat out tells mom and dad, "Strife is back. I gotta find Cable. We gotta resurrect him." That's what the argument was. Are you crazy? And Gene's listening on on their telepathic conversation and listening and and looking at all his memories, and she's like, "No, he's right. Let's do it." They bring back a... Real quick, is this is this kid strife, or is this actual, like, full-grown man strife? Full-grown-ass man strife. Okay. Uh, you're right, let's do this. They bring back Cable. They even make the, uh... They, they do the... They call an audible and make sure he still has the techno-organic virus. First thing he asks when he comes back, did you keep the... Yeah, okay, cool, good. Good call. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm figuring out, like, it's like a puzzle to him. Uh, he immediately wrangles the kid in. They, uh, Domino and Kid Cable go, uh, go rally the troops while Cable, who has a secret base, like Grey Malkin 2, orbiting, orbiting, uh, Earth, which nobody knew about, which is kind of like, uh, the one little plot hole I thought was stupid, but still loved it, because, like, why not? And, you know, of course Cable would be the one to mask it, and... You know, gather these troops. I know where he is. I got to go back to my my secret base and and just make sure he's still there. And uh, Kid Cable and Domino pull up in a big ass rig like near tank, 
Deadpool's trying to get, like, chicks on the street to take selfies with him. Like, get in the car, loser. We're gonna go kill Strife. Like, oh my god, I can't tell you how long I've waited for to hear those words. And, uh, Strife is actually hiding in a pocket, uh, pocket hell dimension. And he has all of the, the 12 babies. He's about to do the ritual. I mean, it's, it's, it's gorgeous. And, uh, Cable jumps... What, what ritual are we talking about here? A ritual that is going to fuck up the mutants. They haven't really particularly said, but this ritual is going to bring down the mutants because the, the people that have been stealing the mutants are part of a, a cult, an anti-mutant cult. And So are these, are these mutant babies? Are they human babies? Are they both? Or do we know? They are human babies. Okay. They're, no, we're the mutants. Actually, actually, I don't think it really matters. Um, but... It's about okay. to, the the sword's about to come down, like uh, we're talking like Temple of Doom type shit interruption of of the ritual, and all that happened in one issue as 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 well as Cable getting broken up with and then going back to his girlfriend like, babe, I got this. Gives her a kiss. She's like, fuck off. Gives her a kiss. Like, all right, let's do this. And it was, I'm I'm really excited that they didn't drag it out. Like I I I I was expecting a long drawn out process that was gonna it's gonna be a while till we see strife till we find him and yeah it happens but no it was it was a it was a great payoff the the cover was gorgeous the the the, the mystical sword he took from those uh techno organic beings that's like billions of years old like he gave to to older cable and i, I really enjoyed it it's one of my favorite comics from this week it, I, I, the only gripe i really had about it was that it read too fast like or either that or I was just so excited to get to the end. Uh, I don't. I probably the latter. Gotcha. Yeah. But that's what I got on that one, man. Like, are are you a big fan of like uh, I, I Cable in Strife? I had a uh, I was in fourth grade and my parents rented the uh, pool, uh, the base pool, and threw a birthday party for me. Got a bunch of pizza and I actually had friends at the time and uh, as opposed to now, obviously. Um, but, As you do. Yeah, and I had some friend, a bunch of friends show up. We had a great pool party, and uh, my my mom told everyone's mom and dad that I like the X Men. But my I got a ton of X Men action figures, uh, toy biz. But my two favorite ones that I got, even though I didn't know too much about them because it was still, mm-hmm. it was like ninety one, ninety two, uh, was I got a cable and I got a strife. Cable came with oh, nice. a giant fucking gun. Uh, it was a perfect, near perfect Liefeld impression. And Strife had the flip-up mask, and it was the whole mask, yeah, yeah, and the like. It was like a, a, not a, not a, not a bat, but more like a blunt object, like silver. It was, it was great. It, like I loved them. Um, but that's that's what I got on that one, man. Uh, you've got uh, let's do Daredevil, man. Give me some Daredevil. Uh, I'm curious. Uh, Daredevil is interesting. We got a uh, Daredevil thirty-one lockdown part one. Um, you know, freaking as we've learned, the uh, the warden Daredevil's in jail for for murder. Yep. And freaking the warden's trying to kill him. And freaking he's got a couple. You know, he's uh trying to lay low because he knows uh, the warden's sending the inmates after him, and there's pretty much a bounty on his head. And a couple of his buddies like, hey, you want to play some cards? And he's just like, nah, I'm good. And he ends up getting into a fight with one of them. And then the uh, the guards come down and grab him and take him to the warden's office. 
You know, and then we go to Electra and Alice, the young girl she saved, who she is basically trying to make her ward. And Electra is trying to raise her to be a warrior. And she just, she doesn't understand that Alice doesn't want to be a warrior. She wants to freaking be a kid. And it's it's interesting to see how how Electra has absolutely no idea what she's doing in in you know in raising a child. Is that is that what you got from that that, that she, Alice wants to be a kid? Yeah, she. I don't think she has. She wants anything to do with Electra. She's just she's living. You know, freaking. She might care about Electra, but like she she Electra has no idea how to communicate with the child. Right, one hundred percent. You know, there's no. You know, if you if you've got a young kid, if you've got a freaking teenager or a young adult, you know, I had a I had this conversation when I was training wrestlers, you know, for those who don't know, I'm thirty nine and freaking some of my some of my kids were as young as the kids I was training were as young as like sixteen years old. And you do you, you need to you need to handle like when you talk to them, you need to talk to them, you know quote-unquote, with kid gloves, you know, you need to, you need to understand them a lot more than if somebody comes in and they're like a fresh-faced 24-year-old out of college who, like, has some idea of how the world works, you know, trying to, trying to talk to somebody who, who you can have that, that level of communication with, and as opposed to having somebody you can't, where you have to kind of slow down and be like, hey, you know, this is, this is what I mean by this, and this is, you know, and, Having to having to defend somebody like that, you know, if you're actually at like a show and whatnot, where people don't understand that the effects of this kind of conversation. That's a that's a. I really love your metaphor there, and I didn't get the metaphor in the in the actual like panels on page six. Enough of this, and she throws adult boxing gloves at her, and mm-hmm. she's like, "Nah, fuck this, I'm out of here. Shut up, runs away." Like yeah, like. You're you're a hundred percent right. They, like she threw adult gloves, and I, I, I don't think the the girl wants to be a kid. I think the girl's enamored with the vigilante lifestyle. But back to I think we're both right. Um, back to what you're talking about with with training either kids or or just people humans in general. How many times have you seen someone take their first bump and be like fuck this and never came back? Oh, it's definitely happened a time or two. Yeah. Yeah. You know that's that's happened a time or two. Freaking having to having that first initial conversation with people, and they never come back. Freaking people that you just know aren't gonna cut it. Yeah. And like no matter what you do, you know they try it, they try it, they try it, they try it. It just doesn't work out for them. But like you can tell in the first minute that freaking this is this just isn't for you. Right. You know there, there's all kinds of stuff like that. You know. But I mean, the whole thing too is this girl's this girl at this point she's traumatized because she tried to do the the be the sidekick and whatnot, and she ended up killing a guy. She killed a guy, <laughs> and she and then Alexis just kind of like walk it off, and she's like, Each "Screw you!" Like, yeah, you know, nothing. And you know, and we talk about we talk about her running, but then you know, you see Electra, she's just like, "I just want to punch somebody, yep. so I'm gonna go punch somebody," and it's like Electra's got some some growing up to do as well you know she's this she's this badass woman but like her first and you know as soon as she you know as soon as she doesn't get what she wants from this confirm from this freaking fight her first instinct is to go punch somebody right and that that's not that that's just as unhealthy 
Now, this this is why it's it's uh, walking through minefields is because I didn't like this issue. Uh, I've I've been struggling to enjoy the last two, mm-hmm. and I have never seen Electra grow. She's always been like like the only time we've ever seen her develop is when uh, original introduction at college with Matt fall in love recruited by the hand you know her her whole backstory we all know and then it's never been any growth from there it's always been like shows up betrays you or or says she's with you betrays you somehow uh saves the day and then she dies or disappears for like five years yeah i've never seen growth from her and i'm looking at this panel uh the next page when uh she's looking at gloves i just want to go punch someone but look at her mm-hmm. face. There's the, like, as an artist, you have to be really careful how, about how you draw women, especially because every line you put on their face, you add two or three years, and oh, okay. there is a bunch of lines. There's stippling. There's cross hatching. I mean, uh, like e- even her eyebrows are detailed. And like she, she looks. I've never seen her look older. Yeah. This is this is wonderful. Chip Chip Zarsi, God bless you on this one, man. I like it took me a bit to find the meat and potatoes. Thank you for pointing out what the what the uh entree was on this. Was the well, at least to me. I mean, like it didn't suck. It, like it, it it's not that I didn't like it. It's it's better than it's still a Zars a Zarsky, uh daredevil, but it, it mm-hmm. there were so many things that I I I get I, I don't know didn't have the right mind frame for it. So thank you for that, brother. Thank you. Oh, no problem. But yeah, no, actually, actually, really, I love this issue, actually. You know, we got this little bit here with uh, Mike Murdoch pretending to be Matt Murdoch. Of course. Where he's sitting there with all the crime bosses. Mm-hmm. And he's over here trying to flip the switch and get them all to turn against Izzy Libris, the new kingpin of freaking, of New York. And, you know, she, he's using a hammerhead to do it. And, you know, his buddy, who's one of the underlings under Libya's there, and freaking, you know, they, you can tell that Mike's playing this long game where he's getting everyone to turn against Lizzie, and we freaking, we're, we're about to see some insanity break loose, because everybody, every character is freaking kind of running in all cylinders, I feel like. You know, we turn that, and then we go back to Electra as Daredevil, just freaking kicking everybody's ass, getting this frustration out that she's built up, and she's just looking for. She also is looking for Izzy Libris. Right. I called her Lizzie earlier. It's Izzy. You know, we got you know freaking. She's just looking for Izzy. And then next thing you know, we turn around. Bam! Here's the kingpin, freaking with his hand around the throat of the commissioner, freaking, and cops. Cops got guns drawn on the mayor of New York. And then we got Typhoid Mary about to kill these two cops. And while freaking Kingpin's just putting this commissioner in his place. You know, and then we turn around and, he, and he's just like, where's Bullseye? <laughs> and then bam, we go to Bullseye freaking killing people because he's Bullseye. And like he's trying to he's trying to work through his stuff right now because he was, you know, he was captured and freaking in the lab at the end of like last issue or the issue prior to that. Yep. And he's talking about how his freaking his head's killing him, and freaking you know he's freaking out because he you know he killed these two people because they created a gun that he freaking fired that missed and he you know he doesn't miss. He's the freaking world's greatest assassin, and he turns around 
and there's this angel behind him. And the angel's telling him that he needs to kill everybody. I love it. See, I was, you know, I was torn on this part because I'm used to, like, angels similar looking to this showing up in issues of Spawn that I usually have that are actually real and uh, mm-hmm. have nefarious, uh, you know, uh, intentions. But this is, this is, Zadarsky's pushing the limits of how fucking crazy Bullseye is. Yeah. Now we see and that's angels. insane. Yeah. Yes. And then we got we go to freaking Daredevils being freaking seen by the warden, and freaking the warden's trying to free to talk like he's not, he didn't set Daredevil up, and Daredevil's just tired of it. He takes down the two guards, and then he freaking he freaking breaks the panic button for the warden. He's choking out the guards, and then he freaking he grabs the warden by the neck and he's just talking about how he's garbage and he thinks you know, you think you've got this power. And he's like, you have nothing, you know, I'm freaking, you know, I'm ain't, I was fine before, I was gonna play your stupid little game, but you pissed me off. You pissed me off. <laughs> you know, and, and freaking, and he's like, I'm not even gonna freaking, he turns around and he's just like, I'm not even gonna freaking stop you from yelling for help, I want you to yell for help. You know, I want you to scream for me. We're a solid eight months of hardcore daredevil patience. <laughs> yeah. Final. You know, and like I said, everything, every every character is freaking just ready to explode in this freaking issue, and this is I think it's amazing. You know, and then Daredevil smiling as the other guards come in, and drops to his knees with his hands up. Yep. And he's I, I did everything. He's basically in his mind. He's like I did everything I needed to do. You know who I am. You know, you know what I'm freaking what I'm capable of. It's the uh, it's the Bill Hicks joke. The um... Oh, God, it's the, uh, I'm spacing on it, but the, uh, where the, the gunslinger throws the gun at the, uh, sheep herder's feet, pick it up. <laughs> I don't want to pick it nope. up, mister, you'll shoot me. Pick it up. <laughs> pick it up. Nice. <laughs> uh, this, so does, uh, does he pick it up? Oh, he picks it up and gets his brain blown, <laughs> bros out. Aww. Uh, Real, real quick though, I, I want to rewind to uh, Bullseye seeing the angel. Uh, mm-hmm. You and I like to armchair book uh, matches quite often with, um, you know, indie wrestlers and stuff like that. But um, okay. I brought up a couple couple weeks ago about how if there was a vignette that was only shown to the crowd, yet uh, the other wrestlers don't know like what was like off camera like like uh in terms of we the crowd knows something that the wrestlers don't yeah now character development here we've always just seen bullseye as a crazy asshole that just wants to kill and get paid yeah get laid do drugs now we have a new frame of of reference here Mm-hmm. He literally is seeing this. We are seeing this with him. This is not a we're seeing him be crazy. We're seeing his. We're crazy. seeing the crazy unfold. Yeah. We're seeing his crazy unfold. So we're we're getting an extra layer of Electra, Alice, Izzy, uh, and now Bullseye, mm-hmm. and Bullseye here, who we get to see that he's literally. Uh, 
as as viewers, if if Bullseye's this crazy and he's really seeing angels coming at him, are you going to hate him for what he does? Because God told him to do it, or an angel told him to do it? No, you're going to all of a sudden have this, like, un, uh, unsuspecting, surprisingly, I relate to this guy. Not really relate, but I, I have some sort of feelings and empathy towards him. So, and then, the other extra layer, number four, Matt Murdock. He's been Mr. Fucking Pacifist. Like, I, I'm not, I don't want to interfere unless I have to. Now, he's crossed the line. He just beat up a fucking warden. Like, like, mm-hmm. like there's, there's, he, not only was a target already in his head, but now he just assaulted the warden, so there's the, that fourth. And then now, uh, what you're leading to, the fifth extra layer on this fucking, uh, you want to call it a cake or you want to call it a Chicago-style pizza? Because... Let's go, let's go, to, let's go to pizza. Pizza sounds good right now. We got five. We got the uh, quote-unquote head of Hell's Kitchen drinking, not knowing what the hell to do. Everything's falling apart. She knows it. Her dumbass son, she's, you know, hidden away as best she can. And Daredevil, Electra, breaks the door down. And we don't get a, like, she's... Alexa. (laughs) Alexa just started talking to me. Um... Nice. We don't get a uh, Alexa. Shut up. Just gonna plug her. Um, we we don't get a uh, bunch of guards bust in. No, we get a crying fit. I fucked up. <laughs> Everything's <Yeah>. wrong. <laughs> yeah, two of her two of her sons are dead. The third one's hidden away. Freaking Daredevil here is threatening to kill her third son if she doesn't listen. Freaking all, all over, you know, freaking risking everything for a stupid war that you can't win. And all because freaking she listened to Wilson Fisk and freaking let that psychopath out. And, you know, Daredevil's just, Electra Daredevil's just like, what psychopath? And then all we see is freaking uh, seven, boom, somebody gets shot in the head. Let's see, by, apparently by my count, and there's Bullseye, freaking fully loaded, freaking guns, freaking all, and his complete and utter stuff, and his whole outfit, and he's just like, that means I've got 1,631,993 to go in Manhattan. Ah. He is going to kill everybody in Manhattan. So, I mean, to go off your whole thing about empathy, freaking, I think we just... It, you know, I'm almost more afraid of Bullseye than I would be, because at the, at the end of the day, originally Bullseye is just another random freaking assassin with a gun. Right. He's Deathstroke. He's Deadshot. Yeah. He's freaking you know, he's he's a you know, freaking you know he's he's a less funny Deadpool whatever. Yeah. Now, now freaking now, but now this freaking this psychopath with a gun is seeing angels. The angels are telling him to kill people. Yes, he is. Like, at the, at the end of the day, freaking, it's actually, it, nothing's worse and more scary than a villain that is freaking... Righteous? Following the, yeah, righteous, that is following the word of the Lord. Yep. yep. You know, how many, how many psychopaths over the years in real life and fiction have utilized freaking God in, you know, Whatever, whatever religion you personally believe or don't believe, you know I'm not here to judge one way or the other. 
But whatever religion you want to constitute it as, oh, I'm doing this for God. Oh, you know, yeah. I, I hate this person. I hate these people for God. You know, how many times over centuries yeah. have people utilized that to freaking get across their sick, sick points? Right, especially because they yeah. feel that they have the word of the Lord with them. And yeah, they feel justified in it, which is terrifying. It, it is. So there's the six, like, okay, so we've got possibly a, if we add in the Typhoid Mary and the Kingpin uh, relationship there, um, not to mention the relationship with fellow inmates, we're looking at an eight, maybe possibly nine-layer Chicago-style pizza that just got delivered to our table. All our buddies are there. The pizza's free, and they're like, "Would you like unlimited grated cheese and fresh, like, the, like the the righteousness killing? It. Like, yeah, like, like not not only that, we get all the extra toppings, but like unlimited, like they actually have Dr Pepper at this Applebee's, brother." Not Mr. Ooh. Yeah. That's fancy. We're, we're talking 29 flavors, not 28, baby. Nice. I don't know, I don't know how much you like that, that Dr. Pepper. And this is... I lived in Texas for four years. I can, I, I, can eat, I can drink some Dr. Pepper. I thought Texas was all about Mountain Dew. Oh, you were wrong. No, it's I, a... That, that's just a fallacy. Well, well, the, uh, if I remember correctly, I think the Dr. Pepper factory is in Houston, if I remember correctly. Maybe I'm and due to that, everybody, everybody, freaking, you, you'll hear people talk about their mild Dr. Pepper addictions in freaking, in Texas, pretty frequently. Now, maybe it was just because I was living in Oklahoma for so long, it was a Mountain Dew state. Um, uh, random factoid, uh, last time I got my teeth cleaned, which are impeccable, mm-hmm. by the way, I've never had a cavity. And uh, I was asking the, uh, the the lady that comes in before uh, I imagine uh, Britt Baker comes in, because that's every time I'm thinking about that. Um, so Rebel? <laughs> Rebel, yeah. Uh, I was like, so uh, you ever cleaned a meth mouse teeth? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, what's it like? She's like, what do you think it is? It's terrible. Like, like it was a dumbass. I'm like, you know, I'm like, give me some details. And she's like, well, the only thing I really say is... Uh, she had this interesting factoid. Meth, okay. meth mouth is just as bad as Mountain Dew mouth. She's oh. like, it is just as bad for pe- treating people that have meth mouth and try to fix their teeth or clean them as people that don't drink water and only drink Mountain Dew, and it happens all the time. It rots their teeth that bad. That's horrible. I know, especially because Mountain Dew is fucking delicious. Especially, I've, I've never been a fan, personally. Ah, uh, Code Red. When Code Red came out back in 2000, uh, 2001, I, I, that's all I drank for like a month. Oh. You have you issues. I, I did. I fell out I'm, of a two-story window. I'm, I'm calling bullshit on that freaking perfect mouth. No, uh, I'll show you. <laughs> no. No, I'll, I'll pass. I'll pass. <laughs> I'll, uh... I'll uh, I'll find uh, someone that matches my crazy and let her say like she's inspected him. Nah. Yeah, go go with that. Now, so we got that we got some great pizza when it comes to Daredevil. God damn, what am I weird Al? Just compared to everything to fucking food. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, that's good stuff. But yeah, no, I'd say Next to Suicide Squad is probably my favorite book of the week so far. You want to do? Uh, I say we do Suicide Squad last because. Well, I know. I'm just. I'm just saying Daredevil was my favorite, other than Suicide Squad for this week. Suicide Squad was winning the lottery, and then accidentally, accidentally, like recording yourself record the White Album, and then uh, everyone loves you justifiably, <laughs> and. Justifiably, yeah. Just uh, the one thing. Everyone I do, should love you. Okay. Well, not me. I'm not, nothing I do is that good. <laughs> I did read real quick, and in, in, uh, it popped in my head. And I'm not going to go too far on this. Don't worry. I read uh, Chaos, the latest book on the Manson murders. This okay. Week. And it was, and I, I keep pushing legit journalism on you, but. Um, the guy had evidence. He didn't have just... He didn't have, like, smoking gun evidence. But okay. it was talking about, like, when I see Daredevil blowing someone's brains out, this many people need to die. Uh, the the argument, and I'm, spoiler alert, this is basically what the evidence that was uncovered by this guy that spent 20 years... On this article, he was hired by like one of those like dumbass magazines we wouldn't read, like Vanity Fair, Hollywood Report, one of those things that like n- we wouldn't read. Like he was supposed to do like it's been thirty years since the Manson murders, okay, and then he accidentally uncovers this, and then his journalistic integrity f- makes him go this way, and then this way, and it just it just it it's it uh it spiderwebbed on him. It, it started out like okay, so they went there and killed Sharon Tate and. They thought that this record producer that didn't give Charlie Manson his record contract, that was his old house, and he didn't know that he didn't live there anymore, and Sharon Tate and uh, Rome Polanski's wife at the time, uh, Rome Polanski is, so the the way it gets deep is Rome Polanski, if you've ever seen uh, one of his movies, Rosemary's Baby, and I'm going to pick my words really carefully here, The the protagonist of all of Roman Polanski's movies is the devil. Have you ever seen yeah. the, Have you ever seen The Ninth Gate? Uh, but yeah, it's been forever. Uh it, the Rosemary's Baby like the like they the bad guys win. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. um he's in a cult that okay, that's didn't get the record produced. They don't know these guys are there. They kill everyone there. Uh, he's got this uh, gaggle of uh, teenage and underage chicks that do whatever. He was just a pimp. But what it boiled down to, and the evidence and financial records this guy found, was that it was a CIA cover-up to eliminate the hippie threat in their way of life. And in doing so, what they did was pick a guy that was super influential. He was in and out of jail. like He, he, he was a felon. And he would get uh, arrested with guns, underage girls that he just had slept with, and get caught red-handed. And just, like, if you're a felon, if you're a federal felon, and you get caught with a gun, back to jail. If you're on, if you're a parolee, you're, you're done. You're like, yeah. back to jail. Like, he just got red-handed. Drugs, everything. Uh, mind control experience, trying to, experiments trying to make legit Manchurian candidates... And I see that in Bullseye. <laughs> I, I see that in Bullseye. Uh, getting the, the angels coming down. Like, um, 
I don't know your experience with people that have had, like, divine intervention, but, like, they're pretty goddamn zealots, you know, really, yeah. fe- really fierce about it. And everything they say and do is justified because they've been touched by God. Yeah. And, and I'm really, you know, I maybe I read it late at night, maybe I was just tired, but, like, all these extra layers, man, I really appreciate you throwing that in uh, on this issue because now that we've gone over it, probably one of the best ones I've done. After. Yeah, it, was, it was solid. I mean, even the even the cover with freaking, you know, Bullseye walking away with the mask and the blood and freaking the angel's wings. It's, it's, it's interesting to see what they're going to do with it. You know, I, I really... I really hope this is actually, like, a, a mental thing he's going through as opposed to, like, oh, hey, we freaking... It ends up to, like, oh, these are thoughts implement, implanted by the kingpin and this is why he was held up and whatnot. And I'm like, that would just be so lame. Like, oh. just, just let the guy be a crazy zealot. Like, just... Because that, that is so much more interesting than being like, oh, Kingpin put this in his head. I don't see your fears coming to fruition at all. I see this becoming a... Chip Zdarsky, is, he's got his thumb on a lot of different things and a lot of different mm-hmm. pulses. I, I do not see this as him being a... Uh, some wokester that is going to uh, expose mental incapacities. Um, I think he's just, like, conscious of what's going on and wants to make Daredevil his best, the best book he can. And every book is better and better and better. Like, like, could you imagine being on, like, this long of a run? Like, we, you talked about getting a rocket strapped to your back now that you're the champ. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine being on a almost two-year run or more? Uh, like, what, what issue was this one again? 31. Uh, almost three years, yeah. Yeah, almost a, a three-year championship run justified where no one's pissed that you're still champion. Yeah. Like, like where, where, it, like the ends justify the means, like even though they don't like you, like they're still not pissed that you're champ. Yeah. And every match gets better and better. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you can pull it off. It's amazing, freaking. I think that's kind of a freaking what Walter and NXT UK. That's that's a Walter. It's more. I feel like that's more so that like while Walter's amazing, freaking, it's more so that WWE forgot there was an NXT UK. By the way, uh, interesting uh, concept that uh, Colin and I are having a conversation the night when we... Uh, I talk to him pretty much every day. Uh, mm-hmm. But I was telling him about my desire to rescue stray comic books that I already have to give them a good home. And, yeah. And he brought up the... Uh, I didn't know this, uh, and I kind of knew it, but not like fully, about how mm-hmm. the German language has a... Um, they, they might sound not as romantic as French or Spanish or Puerto Rican. Okay. But uh, they have words that describe complex... One word, even though it might be this long or this long, uh, to describe complex emotions. And uh, I, I remember uh, a few different words that I've learned that did explain that, like... Um, uh, God damn it, I'm spacing. But uh, <laughs> he... Freudenschalt, or like it's it's a word that describes being someone that takes joy in other people's um, pain. Okay. And I was telling him about like wanting like how much I 
Like you, you were pissed. Like you know, you were pissed. Like you were gonna say I was gonna get pissed that I didn't get the the Wonder Woman with the uh, the Doctor Fate helmet. Yeah. But what I was really pissed about was that I didn't go ahead and buy that sixty dollars she set just to to rescue it, even though I have most, yeah. even though I have most of them just filling in the holes. And mm-hmm. uh, I met a we met a guy at uh, uh, his name was Fen, and. Um, Interesting gentleman. Uh, my girlfriend got really drunk at the time, and she fell asleep after uh, we got kicked out of um, Supercard of Honor. We we okay. we didn't have our cards to get in the into the room, and I was like, "Hey, just sit on the bench outside and on the second story by by our room. It's kind of an open air area, and uh, on the second story, and uh, I'll get some keys and." I've got my ID, no problem. We'll get in our room. And I come back, I forgot my keys, and uh, this big German dude and his girlfriend were, like, putting a blanket over my girlfriend. She fell asleep on the bench. And, oh, geez, okay. And he's the guy I told you was getting trained by Walter and WXW. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, WXW, yeah. No, no, not in WXW. Uh, the NXT of WXW is con- called Ring Conf. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, like, they were, like, trying to take care of me. Like, hey, like, just... She's just drunk. We get her in the room, and he's like, and they, we hit it off, and we ended up hanging out until, like, 6 in the morning. But uh, I messaged him, and I was like, is there a word for this emotion in the German language? And it took him a couple days to respond, but he's always responding to me because he's a great guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I am Shadow on Instagram. No, not German comics. He, he he misunderstood me. I'm asking about a German word close to this, closest to the description I gave you. And he gives me... Wurzschatzung. It means you're honoring the value, in parentheses, not only the price, but the meaning of those comic books. You can be Wurzschatzend to people as well. Uh, well, he said Zong, but he mis- uh, uh, uh No, he spelled it right. Uh, I guess that's a different um, conjugation. You can, okay. So the word he gave me was Wurzschatzung, and then, but you can also be Wurzschatzung to people as well. And that is fucking beautiful. <laughs> awesome. And that That is beautiful. And uh, I think that just, like, goes right back to what you're saying about appreciating. It, it's, it's, yeah, I appreciate you, man. Like, you know, on a base level, man, you and I hang out. We've never gotten a fight. We get along real well. Yeah, great. Business-wise, you and I, we talk. Mm-hmm. But I wish something to do. I do. You're a great fucking guy, man. You 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 get people telling you, "Hey, you're a great trainer, man." Like you you've got you, there's a reason why you have all these people in your zeitgeist. And uh it's one of those things that you just need to appreciate. I mean, you just listen yeah. to me for just one second on that one, man. And uh it's 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 cool. We're going to Awesome. And I uh, I hope that the rest of you minefielders will Wurst Sung Zend to people as well. And Wurst Sung Zung to comic books that need good homes, goddammit. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> we're, we're, we're multilingual here. 
Um, guys, we had to pee. It happens. I mean, I can take the recorder and let you let you listen to my powerful drizzle. But uh, no, it's just not a good just not a good podcast look, man. I don't want to be the podcast that pees. We can't be the R. Kelly of podcasts. That's true. <laughs> but uh, I was really, really happy with uh, the latest issue of Spawn, man. Uh, first and foremost, the cover. Todd always does like these grandiose things where it's like this brooding Spawn or holding eight million guns that are no physical being could ever hold. Mm-hmm. But we see a fourfold spread of the Violator turning into the new Violator that is the new toy. And let me see if I can get that. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's it's one of the most gorgeous covers I've ever seen in Spawn. Um, it starts out, we get uh, Italian Baker. He's been there for decades. You know, no problem. Everyone loves him. Goes down into his uh, wine cellar and... He's got a, He's actually a vampire, and he's got some assholes chained up that betrayed the vampire. Spawn shows up. Point being, I'm not gonna give this one away for because obviously there's meat and potatoes in Daredevil, but this is a little. This is more action wise. Like, like when we talk about Daredevil, you have to be able to break it down. When you talk about Spawn, it's like watching like an '80s action film. Mm-hmm. And. If you're hooked on 80s action films, you expect that all the time. You expect, like, you know, some, you know, some bustacious chicks and uh, lots of guns and F.U. And, um, okay, that's great. You know, it's got its place. If that's what you dig, that's fine. It gets back into the shit on this one. This okay. is, We finally get more character development. There's not all these hints of this new person and all this other shit going on. No. We see Spawn really doing something worthwhile and something that we can actually skew on, like something that matters. We get the reintroduction of Burke, finally. Like, like, like it, it's it's not even just like a I've been waiting to see him, and why isn't Burke here? You know, um, you know the big fat detective. Um, where's Twitch? He needs to get this file. All right, fine. Um, finally, we're going somewhere action-wise as an action movie should go. And every little bit of it was wonderful. The artwork is one of the newer artists they have. We got a new, uh, we have a new uh, Spawn character called the Soul Crusher. Uh, I still want some more of explanation about how the Spawn. Uh, uh, are you familiar with the Spawn Power Clock? Uh, we've talked about it before. Yep. Yeah, it's 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 gaining, but like every now and then it turns red, and then it's like at all high, and like whose power clock is that? But uh, Carlo uh, Barberi uh, knocked this one out of the park. He knocked it out of the park so well that the, uh, there were scenes in this issue that were in the daylight, and it didn't bother me. Like, Spawn should always be at night, right? Okay. Uh, yep. But um, absolutely great setup, especially after what I thought was not as a tantalizing issue as it should have been the uh, World of Spawn last issue that I was like super pissed off about or just yeah the 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 12 year old to me wanted wanted more but the 38 year old me was like super happy about this one uh started to breeze that so quick it's just like it you can't ruin an action movie man if you if you find out that 
yippee-ki-yay motherfucker happens, like, before the movie happens, um, are, is it really going to hit as hard? No. Nah, yeah. No, nah, but we can break down Daredevil and you can read it and, and follow along with us. And, but I was not too happy with the last issue of Crushing Lobo, but this issue actually starts with, uh, she's still on a spaceship, she's headed in God knows where, she's lamenting about how her girlfriend broke up with her, and we get to a scene where she's reminiscing about how they met. Like, she was at Larry's Burger eating a, a couple of burgers that, uh, what does she say? They have a burger here that's six patties thick, just saying. She's got her headphones on, she's got three milkshakes stacked, The one of them has an actual ice cream cone stuck up in the top, and her future girlfriend is playing on the outdoor slide. She's in the in the McDonald's Playland, and uh, but she doesn't know it. She decides to go out and have some fun because she doesn't see anyone there, and ends up meeting the girl, and she gets her number, and just lamenting, just like and it's it kind of hit a little home for me because you know I had one of those like uh, I thought I had something really good, but it didn't turn out real well, so I'm a little like reluctant to read this at the moment. But she stops for some space coffee, and the last guy she beat up in the last issue, he's the fucking barista. He's like basically crying in a TV, in a, in a TV with longer limbs, and uh, they infiltrate her ship, and she whoops their ass, and her spaceship is destroyed. But she's she's Lobo's kid. She gets locked into space, and she's just drifting there. Fuck it. She gets a text message from her girlfriend all the way millions of miles from space, which was great. Um, but this... Uh, That's a hell of a signal. It's a hell of a... I want to know her fucking provider on that one, man. Um, mm -hmm. She's floating. All the people that assaulted her are dead. Her spaceship is destroyed. No hope. But she didn't give a shit, man. Like, she's, she doesn't have any hope right now. She just lost love of her life. And, uh, she is intercepted by a prison dump truck. Like, a literal, imagine a dump truck that you see picking up your trash, dumping that shit, but it's got, you know, the holofoils at the bottom of the, with the, uh, the tires folded under, just like the fucking flying DeLorean. And oh, nice. uh, it's got, like, some LEDs in the front. Need a ride? Yeah. Thumbs up. Need a ride. Just so happens it was a prison dump truck. Right to the prison where Mr. Lobo is currently being a model prisoner. And it's it's uh, interesting. And he's like, he's basically an AA. He's pouring coffee. Uh, she was obsessed with coffee. Like, we're, we're seeing all these parallels about how they're connected and their mistakes. And how, of course, you're the, you're the daughter of Lobo. You need to die. And, and uh, she, it's raining on this planet. The dump truck parks. She walks in. Puts her hand on the uh, identify yourself pad, and I'm the daughter of Lobo. I want to. I want to see Lobo. This is character development. This is. I, I always bitch about whether or not someone has been arbitrarily made gay to trick people into buying the comic book. Absolutely yeah. not with this one. This one is a comic book that I really hope that people that are either struggling or just coming to terms or really enjoying it are you know, you know who they are are going to find this comic and be like fuck yes this one is finally one doing it right and gotcha. it, it's getting into all the different issues 
about whatever the hell is. There's, there's so many different, like, imagine Cthulhu that's got all these different, like, you know, oct- you know, you, you imagine Cthulhu, octopus, you know, like, space mm-hmm. octopus. No, there's, like, ten different things, fifteen different things branching out at you, like, hey, come on, like, come with us. We'll, we'll, we'll do this. Like, we'll go in there with you. And, and she's doing it. Fuck it. Gonna talk to my fucking dad. Don't want to talk to him. But it's happening. Not only that, but the artwork is gorgeous. The way the story development, the way the story develops, and as a, a, a series of accidents, she's cruising space. Really, no place to go. Want some coffee? Dickhead shows up. Fuck it. Place blows up. I'm still Lobo's daughter. I'll drift. She doesn't even say I'll. I'll drift here forever. Nah, she's just drifting. Not even bitching. Not even bitching, and I, I really hope this is something that people that are in that position can find and develop, uh, find a character to latch onto, uh, also, or one of those comic books that like you find in a bin, and you're like, I found it. The way we were on the hunt. <laughs> yeah. The way we're on the hunt, I found it. Like, like, like this is one of them, and. God bless them for doing it, man. And I keep seeing these uh, advertisements for, you know, Superman's son of Cal L, and it looks, <laughs> it looks awesome. <laughs> I can't wait. For nice. That. But uh, what do you got next, man? I'm sorry. I I, I, I wanted to breeze those two. Uh, I know we go into a lot of spoilers, uh, but they're within oh, the reason. People know at that point. <laughs> yeah. If you're listening to this, you already know. That's yeah. on you. Yeah, of course. <laughs> All right, we got a uh, next Batman Second Son four oh four. You know, we're we're basically seeing the uh, the next step for every member of the Fox family. So we uh, we started out with Lucius. He's talking with Mayor Nakano and Simon Saint, and Simon Saint's trying to get him to work with them on the uh, the Peacekeeper project. On the magistrates, which will be the future of basically the Gotham City Police Force. Juiciness. So, is this an appetizer? A little bit, actually. You, know, you definitely kind of. This seems like it's definitely happening before um, Batman One Ten. If, if if we're not at Applebee's, let's say we're at that awesome uh, Italian bistro. Yeah, I told Dennis? you about. It. What, what what would you what, what would we order? What what would we land on? Let's do the keep the food thing going. Like what would we land on for with calamari? Would you want some uh, caprese nah. salad? Would you want uh, cheesy sticks? For an appetizer, probably cheese sticks. I dig it. But yeah, I don't know. We see a you know freaking you know we're watching that while at the same time. Jace is above them trying to, to kind of listen in, trying to figure out what's going on. He's talking with Ball, his unseen. Um, apparently, Ball's a, we found out Ball's a man. Um, his guy in the chair, basically. But we've never seen him. But uh, Ball's found information on a courier that's setting up a meeting for tonight to hand off something that he's transporting and Jace is going to go out of his way to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah, then we, we go to the streets of Gotham where a couple of 
cops are freaking driving by, and we see a bunch of people with um, with signs, a bunch of people protesting A-Day, and they've all got gas masks on because, as we all know, with A-Day, it was when the Joker, quote-unquote, Sprayed all the uh, all the Joker toxin Joker's all over Arkham Joker, Asylum. Joker's innocent, man. He was framed. I know it. I, I read, well, that's that's I, that's one of the interesting things about so many of these DC books right now is it's very it's very much like the MCU, where so many of these and we're going to find out here in a bit that uh, a lot of these books are intermingling while they're not finally, completely interconnected. Finally they're getting thinking, some, they're all playing off of each other in some, some form or fashion. Some little bit of cohesiveness, which is why it took so long for me to be okay with the multiverse and the TV show. Once I realized that they that were the, the, the movies were one thing, and when they said, oh, the TV shows aren't going to be involved in that, but then when they did the multiverse, um, mm, yes, yes, they are, and in the perfectest way, and give me more. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's do this. Yeah, right now we're with, uh, with Agent Chubbs and her partner, and the partner was the one that uh, let freaking um, uh, Batwing escape from Ratcatcher last issue. And for, yeah, definitely was Bat yeah Batwing, but um, he let him escape. And Chubbs is telling him, you know, Montoya's, you know, Commissioner Montoya isn't going to allow that. You got to figure out what side you're on. And then he, you know, they kind of have a little tête-à-tête on it. And then at the end, he's just like, you know, fuck mask. And we do say that's gonna happen, but we'll see what happens, you know, with that. Uh, then we go to go to Jace on his motorcycle, and he's heading, you know, he's trying to, you know, cut off the um, those guys with their briefcase, you know, and he he throws his baton into the car, and you know. Insanity ensues, and he gets into a fight with one of the people in the convoy, and he ends up getting stabbed in the side. And they're about to looks like they're about to put a bullet in his brain when one of the people with the guns gets stabbed by a knife or a sword, and they pull the sword out, and it's Katana from a Suicide Squad, well, from the old school, from the New 52 Suicide Squad, I should say. And we haven't seen her in quite a while, except for you know, Suicide Squad, <laughs> and she was in the, uh, in the Outsiders that was out last year, Batman and the Outsiders. <coughs> you know, because Katana gets into it with the, the lady with the knives that stabbed Jace, and she ends up, you know, saving his ass, basically, and they end up escaping um, and before we can get to back to learning a little bit more about Jace and Katana's relationship, we go to Jace's mom, um, Mrs. Fox, and she's meeting with the family of the uh, of the victim in the and uh, the hit and run where Jace killed a man in a hit and run um, when he was um, 19 years old. Oh shit! And freaking. You know, after the after the case was settled, um, basically his mom, who was a lawyer, who was his lawyer, obviously, met with the family and shows them an undisclosed amount of money. And while the son's, you know, the son of the victim is just like, "Don't do this, mom," 
you know, and then she's like, you got to understand, this is a lot of money. And then she's like, well, take the settlement. And, you know, the, and Jace's mom was like, that's the right decision, you know. And quite frankly, she's like, you know, the son, and she's like, I assume the settlement is just a, you know, I'm assuming your statements are just a manifestation of your grief. But if not, you're welcome to try me. Ooh. And so we were definitely oh, getting some, Jesus. there's definitely a lot of stuff going on that's going to set up for down the road. Because this is definitely, this is definitely not over between um, the, the victim's family and the Fox family. Of course. But, you know, we're, we've seen, you know, like I said, there's a manifestation in grief. You know, the son's just like, don't do this. This, is, this, isn't, this isn't justice. And this goes back to what we talked about in previous issues with the Fox family where they can just, you know, they can buy silence. Of course. You know, they're, 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 basically, they're basically paying this family off to shut up because, you know, they're asking for a non-disclosure agreement for, for this sum of money. So basically, if you can take this money, you can't say crap about us. Non-disclosure, baby. If you don't, yeah. shoot the shit out of you. Well, the, well your, your children's children's kids are going to be paying this shit. Yeah. And like, you know, and that that's kind of Jace's whole issue is that he killed a guy. He did wrong. And freaking, but his family's always, his family's not there to help him. His family's there to save his ass because he's a screw-up. And that's that's the big issue between him and his brother uh, Luke, who is freaking Batwing, is that freaking he just he sees Luke, uh, Jace as nothing more Tim Jace as nothing more than his, his screw up brother, and that that ends up playing into it quite a bit also. But we go back to Jace Katana, and they're talking, and we find out that the reason Katana's helping him is because Katana's actually the guy the person that trained him you know he's he, she's the one that helped him learn how to fight in the first place that's incredible because like it's not like he had the money to travel the world the way bat batman did bruce wayne yeah you know it turns out that uh you know and he he asked katana how'd you find me and she's just like vol you know vol told me to get you know, to help you said you were looking for backup and freaking, you know, so we find out, you know, Katana's got history with Jace. She knows who Vol is. Right. And, and she cares about Jace, you know. Freaking, she, you know, she's like a mentor to him. You know, and freaking, and, Jay, and she talks about, she talks, she calls him out on his bullshit. Talking about how he, uh, he needs to, you know, he, he, you know, he needs to get over his death wish. That he needs to, that he needs to pay this price for killing that guy you know at the end of the day it was an accident you didn't mean to do it you know you need to you need to get rid of your guilt and you need to you need to be a, be a symbol for better things correct and he you know she, and she's just like you know he's just like how can i find you later he's like she's like you know i'm always around when i'm needed you know and that's after she bandaged him up you know and then we go to the the family the you know you got we got um mama fox we've got luke and little tiffany talking and you know freaking apparently luke, uh, tim uh, jace told his family that he was stabbed trying to stop a, stop an assault and freaking luke's automatically like you believe him and you know she's he's just like he's probably got no beef in a nightclub over somebody else's girl and 
you know, he's just he's just trying to, you know, bash on his brother and Tiffany's like, you know, she's just basically like, Stop. You know, you keep wanting to, you know, talk on him and hurt him. But like are you, and she's talking about how their sister's lying in a coma because you couldn't figure out how to save her. And the mom's just like, you know, what are you talking what is she talking about? And Luke breaks down and is just like, you know, she's telling the truth. If I'd have been a better brother, if I'd have been a better man, maybe Tam wouldn't be in the hospital. And freaking, they, you know, and Luke just kind of walks off ashamed of himself. And, you know, the mom calls for him and Tiffany's just like, just leave him. He's he's useless. You know, we've got to figure out how to, Jesus how to get things done. You know, we've got to figure out how to get stuff done on our own. Jesus Christ. Can you imagine being in a hospital room, get the fuck out, and you're useless? Yeah. You know, it, it's insane. Freaking, then we go back to Jace and he's, you know, at Wayne Wayne Enterprises and he's talking with Val. And Val's talking about how, um, this this whole briefcase they got into, the only information in there was six IDs for six uh, radicals, and like they they don't know what they, they haven't put together the pieces to figure out why this is important. And then freaking you know they start talking, and he's talking about involves talking about the schematics of the building, and he's you know. Talked about how there's a private elevator that um, he can access to take him to a sub sub basement. And so, Jace is like, yeah. Right. So he's like, well, I'm I'm going down there. I'm gonna figure out what the hell is going on because you know he doesn't know what's going on. And then we go back to Lucius Fox and he's talking with Simon Saint, and he's just like, what what do you intend to do? Like what what are your plans? And Simon Saint's just like my intention is to apply the tech to the most in the most positive way, you know, positive, effective way possible. And I'm I'm gonna stop what stop what Batman couldn't basically, you know. And he, and he tries to he tries to add a personal flavor to it, trying to coerce Lucius by talking about how he was victim during the Joker War. And Lucius is like I don't want to discuss that. And Simon Saint's just like, of course I understand, you know. But you have to agree that masks in the city are out of control. You know, A-Day was just the beginning, and after the bombing of City Hall, which we'll get to, of course. Um, you know, God only knows where it'll end, you know. And he's just like, next time can't be like last time. You know, and then we kind of do a little montage of the Fox family. You know, we see the mom sitting there holding her daughter Tamara's hand, as she's in the hospital, literally fighting for her life, you know. And then we go to to Luke Fox, and he's just sitting there with his hand, um, touching his old Batwing, you know, uh, outfit, his uniform, talking about you know regrets and the things he didn't have the strength to do, you know. And then we go back to Simon Saint real quick, still talking to Lucius, talking about how you know. We can learn from the past, and, and we can focus on the future. Wonderful. And then we turn around. There's Tam, uh, Tiffany, the youngest child, and she's wrapping her hands, and she's got um, sticks, and she's in a gym, and she looks like she's getting ready to start training to fight. You know. And then we go to Chubb, who's kind of dealing with all the effects of this uh, as a police officer. And she's talking, and she's 
got a gun and she's at a firing range practicing shots. You know, we go to Lucius. Uh, Lucius sitting here talking to Simon Saint. You know, are we going to win this fight or not, Lucius? You know, this is entirely up to you. And in the very last couple of pages, you know, we see um, we see Jace walking into this sub sub basement, talking about battle him in. You know, this this joint's wrecked. You know, looks like somebody fought a war here, but there's one terminal that's barely working. And he turns out he turns on the terminal, and he opens in this this room opens up, and he walks in, and there's a Batman and a Batman outfit there, a nice. Batman uniform. Nice. You know, and he's like, he's like, Val, my father, Bruce Wayne, God knows how many other people, you know, they all work for the Batman. Is it, is it like that scene in Iron Man 1 when, uh, Rhodey goes down and trying to wrangle Tony and he sees the, uh, the Mark 3, or Mark 4 actually, and, uh, it's like, next time. No, I don't think it's like that at all. I don't think he's kind of put. He doesn't put two and two together yet. He just thinks they work for Batman. He doesn't. He doesn't put. He hasn't put anything together. And this is the brand new. This is the new bat armor. It's almost reminiscent of the original Iron Man armor. Uh, it's it's gray and it's got it's got the signs, but it, it's bigger and bulkier than most of the other freaking bat armors. Oh, nice. That's awesome. So. Thank you. Yeah, it'll be, uh, you know, and then it says to be continued in I Am Batman number zero. I still feel... So this is definitely, obviously, leading somewhere, and we know where it's leading. We just got to wait and see what unfurls. We got to figure out how to avoid avoid future state. Uh, like, yeah. there, there's, uh, I, I still say there's a couple episode issues unfinished that you just stopped. Like, the, the trade paperbacks would have been out by now. Uh, yeah, they're, they're coming out on a weekly basis right now. Yeah, can, uh, we, we've got. I think, some... the, I, think, I think the next Batman one's actually coming out within the next week or two. Hope so. We got it. Yeah, no, it's 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 interesting to see what's gonna happen. You know, I like the, uh, I like the journey. Freaking, we got a lot of. Like I said, the intermingling of the titles is phenomenal. So it'll be real interesting to see what happens, and because we didn't, we didn't really see any of the Fox family involved in Future State. No. So it'll be interesting to see what sides they're on once we actually get to the, get there. I would imagine. You know, what, uh, and especially with little Tiffany. You know, we don't know... Tiffany's not a full-blown character. Long so like, her, her, tra- her training now is going to be... Are we going to see her become a Robin, possibly? Are we going to see her be her own character? I was about to say, it, I don't want her to see her be a Robin Maybe maybe she'll be Clown Hunter Junior. Who knows? Uh, I want to see it be her own character. Like when I talk about making an organic uh, ethnic character, mm-hmm. perfect opportunity here, baby. Make her her own goddamn person. Don't make her another fucking like uh, eighth in line of a bunch of white kids. Uh, y'all want inclusivity? Uh, here's your chance. Make it. Yeah. Make it. Make it something badass. And you cannot interfere with the with the Fox clan the way they've established, especially the way you just presented that. The the way the, the, the blood like blood is thicker than water, I get it. Um, 
But I don't know. This, this is a family fractured. Yeah, but but th- that's my point. That's my point is the fact that it is a family fractured, and it's a and it's a it's a perfect opportunity to make the characters that you want to be inclusive. You already got them. Yeah. It's already kicking ass. Like like don't make her a fucking Robin. Don't make her a fucking clown hunter junior. Make her, her own fucking like make the whole thing fucking badass. Like like here we go. Like chomp at the bit at this one. Like you you just landed on if you're Kevin Feige, cash money. If you're you and I, great matches. Um regardless it's getting it's it's getting people to the point they need to be. Like I, I would love for a little black girl to find this comic book and be like, "This is when that like it, like something similar vibration reminds mm-hmm. me of something that happened to me." And and, yeah. and then now I'm, I'm locked in and fucking laser focused on this person. And but regardless of the inclusivity and and, and stuff I, I I bitch about when it comes to. Uh, current uh, political emotional affairs. This is awesome. This is this is uh, like the the way they they released it like, as, as digital, and then and then we get into more like actual print versions. This this is just as well not just as good, uh, but pretty goddamn good uh, as Nightwing. Yeah, as Nightwing. Um, what do you got left on that one, brother? Because like I, I was like pulling my teeth listening to that. Like I, I, I couldn't find it this week. Yeah, no, it was it was solid. Like this whole this whole issue's been super cool. Like I wasn't, I wasn't the biggest fan when I first heard, oh, we're getting we're getting a new Batman, blah blah blah. But I was like, I got into it and freaking, I'm I'm invested. I, I like Jace. I'm interested to see. I want to know who Val is. I want to see. What's going to happen with the the Fox family dynamic? Correct. You know, like I said, we're definitely we're seeing we have huge freaking we've got a little bit of factions going on here. We got people, certain people together. We've got people apart. You know, where does where does Lucius fall? Correct. You know, Lucius Lucius knows about Luke. He does not know about Jace. Like at the end of the day, Jace left, and freaking he he traveled the world, and freaking he came back. But like he he didn't want to come back. Like no. this isn't this isn't anything he's asked for. You know he's he's a man making amends. But you know he wants forgiveness. But at the end of the day, he can't forgive himself. You know he he screwed up as a kid and he screwed up really really bad and it cost somebody his their lives. And freaking his version of fixing things and his family's version of fixing things are two completely different things. It's a great way to captivate people's vibrations like yeah and and not not to mention that we've got three different vibrations going on here we've got the fact that whether or not if bruce wayne had just lost all his money uh during the city of bane or bane's war what was it city of bane it was joker war i think when he lost all his money no but before that it was city of bane before that city of bane um even before we killed off alfred bastards correct um, Alfred died, left his billions of dollars to Mr. Nightwing, Mr. Dick Grayson. We've got 
more heavy hitters here, and that's one of the things I did like about Court of Owls was the fact that there are more rich people in the city than fucking rich ass Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. The 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 playing field has been leveled, and he's in the sewers, and they, and we've got a new uh, extra Batman. Uh, God bless the when we talk about Suicide Squad in a little bit. Uh, new Batman. Um, I didn't mind it. Yeah, bring it on. Let's have some fun. Yeah. We we've got more. Well, that's the thing is, unlike unlike beforehand, we're almost we're seeing this new Batman come to us in real time. Like we've always heard the uh, the stories of Bruce Wayne traveling the world and training with Satana's Zat- father. Yeah. And training with the uh, what's his name, the French guy, in freaking uh, to be detective. a freaking detective. Detective, yeah. Detective, yeah. You know, working with all these guys and working with the League of Assassins and whatnot and training. But, like, we never really saw it in freaking real time. Right. You know, with Jace, this is a guy that has no, like, that was all a plan that he'd come together when he was a child. You know, these are the dreams of an eight-year-old boy who lost his parents. Yep. You know, Jace is none of those things. He's a grown-ass man who made a mistake and is trying to rectify it. And freaking, in doing so, he stumbled upon this insane secret. You know, and and does does he come out to his family about it? Does he does he look to his dad and be like, I know about Batman? They'd never. And is that what happens, or does he steal the suit and you know do it in secret? You know, we we don't know. It could be any. It could go in any way. To the end of the day, he knows he can't trust his family because his family was just trying to fix the problems but not the way he would do it himself I think mama knows mama always knows possibly but she she's so she's so stuck in her ways she, so like Lucius wasn't the one that freaking approached the family that was all the mom you know, I and agree. that's like his big his big point of contention with the family is a it, it's an image thing like oh you know we're the foxes we you know we gotta you know do whatever we have to do to keep our squeaky clean image even you know even when you murder somebody we can freaking sweep it under the rug. She's anti Aunt May. <laughs> Still knows. Yeah, a little bit. Still for, knows. You know, she, she I mean she's a mom. She wants freaking she wants the best for her kids, but her way of handling that and the way Jace would prefer to handle it are two completely different things. Agreed. Now the three vibrations I want to get back to uh, to get into into uh, Batman One Ten. We've got a new royal family. We we already have Court of Owls. We've got we've got some pretty rich up in there mobsters, but now we have some extra royal family. And the first thing that popped into my head in reading One Ten was uh, Oracle. Like uh, we we get into straight into the uh, the hallucination. He's fighting out of it. And he's mm-hmm. fighting Peacemaker One. We've got uh, what are they called? The those misfit guys. Um, Unsanity Collective. Unsanity Collective. Like we're fucked. And he's fighting Peacemaker One. But then we've got Dick Grayson on the way. And Oracle's like, hold on. He's like, no, I know about Bloodhaven, but this ain't happening without me. Like, 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 like this is really putting Dick over. Like, like, mm-hmm. I, like it. it Listeners, if you haven't been paying attention, Nightwing is one of the probably top 
three comics on the shelves right now. Yeah. Uh, hands down, no argument. It just depends if whether or not. I mean, if like in terms of uh, if you're into metal, uh, Pantera, Nine Inch Nails, and Marilyn Manson all just made a new record at the same time. Not the same type of music, but same vibration, uh, and they all they all matter in their own specific ways. And Dick Grayson's like, you know, I got to do Bloodhaven, but you know what? Like, tell me when you got Bruce chimed in. We've got Ghostmaker. Uh, on the way with Harley, <laughs> yep. like like on the way with Harley, that we we've completely lost some serious like. You don't just lose communication with Bruce Wayne, like it, it like there, there's like if if it's like thirty years ago and like you know there's some uh, antenna scrambling things that is messing with a RCA cable. Um, no, you're, we're, we're, you just lost communication with the head of the family. Uh, when he lays in the Peacemaker on, what page is this? I want to say probably about nine. Wings unfolded, just wham. Like, like it, it wasn't even a throwback to, like, you know, Biff, Zork, <laughs> Punch. Like, like, wham! Like, and, uh, the other thing that, like, <laughs> confounds me is he's wearing a fucking Jason mask, man. <laughs> yeah. He's wearing a Jason mask. Just rip the goddamn thing off and break his fucking nose, man. Like, that's what my dad taught me when I was a kid, like, how to really stop a fight if someone really wants to hurt me. He taught me, like, you know, defend myself, but if someone really wants to hurt me, the, the magic button is the nose. Like, don't, he told me, don't kick in the dick, the nose. They'll see red right away. And uh, that's not happening. And he's completely cybernetically enhanced after... And, and, like, we've got this experience where we've experienced his pain. We didn't just see him get loaded into a machine and and he, like, screams from afar. No, we got we got to see inside the machine. We got, yeah. to, we got to see the nerves getting pulled out. And, and like, uh, yeah, we... And he's he's a cocky bastard here. And Batman's getting his fucking ass whooped. And this, uh, I, I, I love knockdown dragouts, but I prefer to see it in person, and mm-hmm. especially in comic books. When I see a knockdown dragout, the the most extreme is like a Hulk comic and like huge fists, speed lines. Um, what's happening here? Like, 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 help me understand this battle. No, this is perfectly orchestrated. Like every little punch, click. I mean, he 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 grabs the grappler. Rips it out of his hand, and and just breaks it like a toy. And the, the he's, he's he's taking Batman apart piece by piece is what it is. It, you know, we see we see him break, we see him cutting his cape, we see him breaking his grappling gun. This is all this is all part of a plan. This is a man that with surgical precision is enjoying his work. 100%. And like we're seeing the we're learning about the insanity of Sean Mahoney because this guy freaking you know the whole time we've been playing him up like he's this victim the sole survivor of A-Day like lost his arm and lost his legs and freaking all this hold on and I'm like, did you say Sean Mahoney as an asshole craziest asshole guard of Arkham fuck yeah. that guy like when, yeah. when when Harley popped I was like 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 I've never seen Harley interrupt the 
the big boy. Yeah, saga. she's a, she's a, she's always a side a character. She never freaking she never really steps up like that. But yeah, no, we we find out that like this guy is in like ever even when she, before Harley was Harley when she was Doctor Harleen Quinzel working at Arkham. Fuck this guy. She would hear about how this guy was a sadist, just beating the crap out of the inmates. Yep. And freaking, you know, we talk, and, and during the fight, you know, Batman's trying to reason with them, being like, you know, hey, freaking Simon Saint blew up this freaking thing just to make an example of the Unsanity Collective. They didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And he just, and Mahoney just turns around and is like, yeah, and who do you think planted the bomb? Yeah. That was me. No, I, I, I'm in on this whole thing. We're not, you know, I'm not like his pawn. We are partners in this in you know this peacemaker magistrate project oh, so wonderful and he's like i i am all in on this it it, it reminds me of did you ever see ready player one mm-hmm. when uh the main bad guy was like you know i just want to you know pop open a tab and watch uh you know whatever john hughes movie he pulls out of his ass and and uh he gets tested like no wrong movie he's testing you uh you know when you've got that like gaggle of like super nerds in your ear, like you're not gonna win. Like that that's, like, instinctive. that's instinctive. Instinctively, you have to beat the person. If you've got all these guys like t- telling you how to beat them, like if you're thinking, you're stinking. Stone Cold says it all the time. And like you know, uh, tell your tell the the future of crime fighting get you better neck support, and just boom, just like that, talk. And and then all the bombs go off. And then please, yeah. please clue us in on the bombs, man, because this is the bombs were the bombs was brilliant because nobody else would pick it up. But freaking, you know, he's talking about you know, oh well done, old friend. And Harley's like, what are you talking about? And apparently, the bombs that Batman set off were set in Morse code. That way, he knew he knew freaking um, Ghostmaker would know where to be. To pick him up, because they're flying in on in in his ghost plane. I can't remember what the ghost plane is called. Because Batman, like you said, his cape's gone, his grappling hook's gone. He is free falling, and to the point where he's talking to Oracle, and Oracle's like, "I tell you to look up, but you'd mess up your trajectory." Yeah. And Ghostmaker jumps out of his plane, grabs Batman, and grapples them to another building. That all while Peacemaker One is watching. That. That whip around, uh, if, if, if you don't understand what it's like to do a free fall, and I've never done a free fall, but I've, I've heard stories. If, if you're falling, if, you're, if you jump out of an uh, airplane with someone to, to free fall and just parachute down just for the thrill of it, if you even lightly tap somebody, it'll break their fucking arm. Because you're falling that fast, it, it like it, it, it's not it, like you couldn't throw a punch that hard. You're, you're throwing a punch at maximum velocity, and if you tap them, it, it like to grab the arm. Like remember, he says like, "Careful, you'll rip your arm out." Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. And, and then the the landing, like uh, the the sheer amount of concentration that both of them have Ghostmaker, Batman, no cape and they mm-hmm. land he's, he's, he's nursing his arm and we see Peacemaker on like on fire like yeah fuck it I'll get him and, and Batman just looking up and, and like this is like 
like I remember a couple years ago, right in the middle of Quarter Owls, I was like, man, mm-hmm. I'm not digging this. But ever okay. since ever since City of Bane, there hasn't been a letdown issue in anything. Detective, nothing. And and but this if this was played out in a movie, like I like what the fuck, man? Like I, I, I like I, if I saw this in a movie, I would want to stand up and go outside, put a gun to the guy that's running the projector, and say, "Pause the fucking movie. I need a cigarette. <laughs> I need a cigarette." In movie theaters, but I, I get your point. Yeah, I, I need a I need a goddamn cigarette. Then we get to Harley, and then uh, give us some uh, give us the next point here because we've got some orphans on on the distress. Yeah, you know, all the insanity, they're, they're, you know, the Peacemakers looking for the Insanity Collective, and they're trying to run, um, but Miracle Molly's getting the rest of her equipment, and Squeak walks in, the little kid, and freaking, just as they're getting ready to leave, freaking, there is Peacemaker number one, and freaking, you know, Molly is quick to be like, I, we, you know, we surrender, nobody here is going to fight, we're all unarmed, you know, we surrender, and freaking, you know, Peacemaker, Peacemaker one contacts freaking Simon Saint, being like, you know, hey, we're get we're we're getting met with armed resistance, requesting the option to use lethal force to apprehend the terrorists known as the Insanity Collective, and Simon Saint's just like, request granted. So they're about they're just you no, know, as she she wins, they're about to massacre these poor unarmed people who have done nothing to them. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, we have seen how truly screwed up both Simon Saint and Peacemaker number one are. Man, and then we get to the, uh, how does he say? We're getting met with armed resistance, requesting the option to use lethal, lethal force, request granted. I have never read a comic book where the last page was better than the fucking cover. In my fuck, yeah. in my fucking life, the way it split, we got mad scientists. We got the fucking uh, Jason Voorhees of uh, of of Iron Man slash uh, Hammer agents that's doing a damn good job, covered mm-hmm. covered in blood in the wind. Mad scientist behind his uh, in front of his like panel of like illuminated like touchscreen. Whatever, like, look how gorgeous this is, and 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 go back to what I was saying earlier about how every line you put in on someone's face mm-hmm. adds three, four years. Look at this evil scientist. He's like Himmler, man. He's 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 Goebbels, man. It's, well, it's... Simon Saint might be the freaking greatest villain they've put out in the last five to ten years. Just because there is not one thing likable about this guy. Like, they're those characters that, like, are bad guys, and you're like, oh, that, that's, a, that's a cool-ass bad guy. I'm really glad I got his first appearance. And, like, Simon Saint is just kind of a... He's just a rat bastard Steve Jobs. I, I agree with you if I had not read Suicide Squad, because I think Amanda Waller is the greatest villain ever in the DC Universe right now. Eh, she is, but she has, she's been around way more than 10 years, though. But uh, oh, Simon, Simon Saint, of all the of all the new characters, because they've been sh- 
spitting out new characters month by month recently. It kind of feels like. Now, Simon Saint might be the biggest bastard bad guy they put, the best one they put out in, like I said, the last decade. Now, don't get me wrong. I am a huge mark for Mad Scientist. Like, and he is one of the best, possibly. Uh, maybe Arcane from Swamp Thing. Um, Again, more than 10 years. Yes, yes, agreed. agreed. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying that, like, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge mark for Mad Scientist. Like, the comic book I'm writing, is the main uh, antagonist is a Mad Scientist. Because, like, I had all the Mad Scientist stuff you could imagine, like, there were toys back in the day. But, um... <sighs> We're digressing. We got Ghostmaker on the on the hunt here. We've got who is this crocodile guy? It's not. It's not Killer Croc. It's not Killer Croc. It's not Killer Croc. But this is. This is no idea. This is a couple chapters. uh, One small chapter of how exemplary Ghostmaker is at being a, a killer ninja. Like, hours of action. Like, until he realized. Like, uh, we, we've got the main bad guy. Like, we're going to kill Ghostmaker who won a suit. Like, no, you don't want a suit. Suit don't fucking matter. You can, have yeah. a, you can have a suit. That's fine. But you're fucked if you think that, like, if you get the suit, you're going to have power over him. I fought the guy. I killed, like, what do you say? Like, uh... I'm angry. Angry that you just... Your ego just killed two dozen innocent people just to get my attention. Let's have a fight. No armor whatsoever. He just... He's got the bandages over his head, arms, legs, and he's got the... You know, the boxer briefs on. And it's it's a fight. It's an hour-long fight until this guy realizes that Ghostmaker has been slowly but steadily... Avoiding punches and punching all of the pressure points in his body to slow his heart down. Mm-hmm. You're, you're gonna lose. Yeah, fuck you, man. Like I don't give a shit. Like, we're gonna kill him anyway. Destroy the destroy the destroy the uh, the the tunnels. Let's bury him. It it, it was it, it made me realize where like. Uh, I don't know, because, like, there's a lot of Japanese lore in this. Like, when mm-hmm. we see Juan or something like that, or, you know, a.k.a. The Grudge. Ghostmaker, uh, uh, someone that, like, would make a ghost in regards, in same vibration, same parallel as The Grudge. Like, if you killed someone in such a vivacious, destructive, violent way to make a ghost... Think about it. The, like, like where the the grudge was about the dad killed the mom and the and the boy. Yeah. And I mean, mm-hmm. if he's able to to make, I might be going on a limb on that. But like, uh, let's let's get the Suicide Squad and wrap this up, man. Yeah, nonetheless, they they blew up the entire tunnel with freaking Ghostmaker in it. So we'll see how Ghostmaker survives next issue. Yeah, well, I'm sure he's got some ancient, like, uh, Chinese, Japanese way to, like, uh, meditate his way out. Fuck it. Well, I, I, I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. Um, Suicide Squad. Uh, let me pull this up here. We're, we're winding down. It's been a long night. We both had a long day. 
but we saved the the creme de la the, the cream. Number five, we've yep. got we've got Peacemaker on the front. We've got Bloodsport. The fact that I don't know dog shit about Bloodsport. <laughs> he shot the, he shot Superman with a kryptonite bullet. He he. That, he that is his claim to fame. He sure as hell did. And but throughout. And his name is Robert Dubois. Dubois. His his mask is awesome. Uh, the the helmet. Uh, bomb in his head. We like I I don't know I don't know. I hardly think any of this guy. And not only did I fall in love with this guy, but I want I I want to buy every issue he's ever in. The second thing that that really sticks out in my mind, this is issue number five. Mm-hmm. Now, when you are looking for, when we're on the hunt, obviously people think we're on the look for number one, right? We, we want number one. No, fuck number one. We want the meat and potatoes. This is a meat and potatoes issue. This is going to be one of those issues that where we got introduced to a bunch of new ass people and hold on. This was just a regular number five. It wasn't number one or number zero or some variant. No, no, this was a number five. Even if you didn't read anything about Suicide Squad up until this at all, you could have picked this goddamn issue up and been like, I'm in. I don't like like they they perfectly retold the tale of what just happened with Red X just enough. And that's important, man. It's super important. It's not just about the fucking number ones. And they develop his character like I could like he's going through every multiverse there is for Amanda Waller to recruit people. He knows he's gonna be on the hunt forever. But if he can always see his brother still be alive, fuck it. I don't, don't care. Don't. Yeah. And that's that's one of the things, real quick, going back, like they, they go into his story a little bit. Him and his brother grew up together. They were going to enlist in the army. And he chickened out, and his brother went to war and died. And it drove him over the edge. I like the fact that it drove him over the edge to be a villain. And he's still doing good work here despite the fact he's working for Amanda Waller. The reason I bring in Amanda Waller as my, who I think is the most dangerous, not the greatest villain, uh, I might have misspoke earlier, I think she's the most dangerous person in the DC Universe right now. Oh yeah, she freaking, she, I mean, she puts people in her place. Like, she's gone toe-to-toe with Batman and, like, you know, made him, you know, stand back and respect her. Not just that. But, like, Lex Luthor at least has some so, some sort of code of honor. Or, I'm defeated, okay, I'll help you. This woman is... <laughs> no. No. She's building an army. Yeah. Uh, th- th- this, is, this is not Fight Club. This is... I'm building an interdimensional, multiversal army. And I have a guy that if I... If he betrays me, I'm going to blow his brains up. But if uh, he needs an... I'm going to magically teleport the most intricate gun to him. Like, what a great fucking power. Like, that's so stupid. But I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. And, and, and it develops the character who I know nothing about, and we see everyone that's suffering from the Red X uh, uh, escape. And uh, when... T- tell me what you thought about, before we get into um, him in the, this new multiverse, 
with all the uh, JLA guys being villains, how did you feel about Peacemaker's diatribe? Where is it? When when Peacemaker's like working out, and she's like, "I need yeah." If I say no, you die. Nah, fucking kill me. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, I'm here. I mean, that's that, that's Peacemaker. That's he he doesn't care. Like he just he wants peace, and you know he's willing to work hard. If freaking he's willing to do whatever it takes to get it, like whatever bastard thing he has to do. But at the end of the day, he doesn't. You know he doesn't like Waller. He doesn't respect Waller. He's doing what he has to do, and because he's got a freaking bomb in his head, and that's you know that's dangerous. Because if they ever get to that point where freaking the bomb doesn't work, he's gonna be the first one to put a bullet in her brain. Mm-hmm. You know, Waller just. You know, Waller, Waller just constantly plays tough. Like, she's freaking, you know, but at the end of the day, how much of it's an act? You know, she's got so much stuff set up. But if that all fails, she's just, like, one of the deadliest things about her, she's just a human with what she, you know, you know, she has this power, you know, she has this power of life and death over these superhuman people. You know, there there have been some of the, most vicious, brutal people, villains in the DC universe. Bane, right. Killer Croc, uh, Zod was a member of the Suicide Squad for a minute. You know, all, all these insane people, all these superhumans, and they're all handled by this one woman. You know, they're all controlled. They have Superboys on this iteration of the team right now. Especially, like, and, wasn't it interesting when he's like, there's something wrong with ours, and they know it. <laughs> yeah. And... We we see what's going on in this and like who did she picked one in particular she picked um, Black Canary get mm-hmm. her yeah why her that that like like that's that's the that's the extra spice on on the pie man it's it's like yeah get Superman like you got we can give the big gun um or or get the Batman or. You know, he, he might have more knowledge about something, but no, no. Get Canary? Why her? Yeah. You know, we've got, you know, freaking in the, in the last issue, you know, of all the speedsters they could hope to acquire, they went for Bolt. Yeah. The, the speedster that only runs in short burst and doesn't have legs. You know, of all the speedsters you could have, why that one? You know, if I was if I was a supervillain, I would not want an infinitely powered uh, into the speed force, someone that could you know power apocalypse, and mm-hmm. not and not know it to infinity. I'd want someone I could control or destroy if I needed to. Um, That's true. But they, at one point, um, New Fifty Two, I believe they had a Reverse Flash, was one of the members of the New Suicide Squad. I only read the first one. Yeah, the the new one that uh it had Deathstroke, Joker's daughter, and Reverse Flash. So the, yeah, but the, it does it's a like we've never seen them go on the hunt for specific characters for the Suicide Squad. So it's interesting to see like the thought process of why they want these characters. Plus, if you notice right before she meets with Peacemaker, they're in a lab. And they've captured Levi Kamai, who is the new Swamp Thing. Oh, 
That was uh, something else. Uh, I've been meaning to ask you, because uh, you're the one that reads Swamp Thing. Where, mm-hmm. wh- where is actual original Swamp Thing? Like, uh, the only thing that pops in my head that I remember lasting in Swamp Thing was him dying in Apocalypse War when I called you in like the middle of the night. Like, oh my god, this is awesome. Um, yeah. Well, I don't. Yeah, don't. You know, Alex Holland is still around, but the whole thing with Swamp Thing is he can basically teleport via the green to anywhere that um that has uh plant life so they could they could have found him literally anywhere and plus this uh this new the new swamp thing levi is he's new to the ability so like he hasn't he hasn't quite figured it out yet he just because alec holland was oh once once the whole joke was that he died and he was basically sentient plant life Correct. that had the memories of Alec Holland. Yes. Uh, Levi actually is a human who turns into Swamp Thing. So it's 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 a totally different mindset. So at least as far as we know so far. I thought it Unless, was Alex getting the the chemicals poured on him and uh, you know developing in the swamp thing like so he, he, yeah he, he was murdered in a swamp and the swamp itself had the chemicals right but the whole thing was that they eventually found out that alec holland died and this plant life was sentient uh the green and it basically absorbed his memories and he thought he was alec holland turned into the swamp thing but the whole time was he was he was always swamp thing but he just he somehow through the chemicals absorbed the memories of Alec Holland. Now that that aside, we've got this multiverse Superman using full blast eye optics and he's he's using his Captain America shield. It, it, it it's 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 actually protecting him in some sort of way. Um, mm-hmm. we get the X ray vision of the bomb in his head. Um, the kryptonite gun. Yeah, that that was hilarious because he, you know, he's like, I, I need the big gun, I need the big gun, and Ultraman, uh, Earth Negative Three's Earth Three's version of Superman, is actually powered by kryptonite. So all he did was freaking piss off Superman. And then put him into overdrive. And he snorts it like cocaine. He just swears. <laughs> like, like I've never seen a comic panel like that. Of a, mm-hmm. of a, <laughs> he just snorts it all. Yeah. Freaking. Then he ends up freaking blasting the bomb out of his brain, or and then headbutting him so hard it knocks him out. So I'm, I'm assuming. We're assuming you know, Bloodsport isn't dead as of yet, but he's definitely in trouble as the issue ends. Right, because the uh, helmet that's keeping him <laughs> collective as a living being has just been broken as he travels from oh. multiverse to multiverse. As the, the shimmering reflection is our new multiverse Superman, anti-Superman. Yep. And this one's referred to as Ultraman. Ultraman, yes, yes, of course. Which I, th- I think is funny because that's a hard name to get away with in uh, 
when it comes to trade uh, trade no. means. True. But yeah, no, yeah. It, like I said, we get a whole lot of intermingling right here. We've got Swamp Thing, who's in his own book, who has not been captured as of yet. You know, Suicide, or the Crime Syndicate, is uh, they just defeated Starro in their world. You know, so we haven't really seen too much sense. But um, they, haven't, they haven't come toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Suicide Squad as of yet. But we just finished with them working with the... Uh, Teen Titan Academy right. in their attempt to get Bolt, and now it looks like the uh, the rest of the Suicide Squad will be coming to Earth three to possibly fight the Crime Syndicate. Think about how much of an exercise that was. We just left off a huge story arc where Red X just fucked them all up. A teenager, mm -hmm. like he said, like Peacemaker said. Yeah, um, it's an embarrassment, basically, is what he's saying. And then we go into this new storyline. We had little to no knowledge of anything that happened. Uh, they mention it briefly. They, they mention it correctly, actually. And we've got more problems. And I'm looking at this like, when I say worse villain than, than Lex Luthor, Lex will still, he doesn't want to destroy the planet. He wants to rule it. But mm -hmm. this woman is playing with fire. And she also is one of those like ends justify the means and I don't think she's gonna give a shit that the, this guy he got a bolt in the head like not bolt in the head the uh Superman uh the heat vision heat vision and yeah we'll find another one or I don't give a shit like I, yeah. I like we've got this whole other story that just happened but it still makes sense and I hope this will a uh, couple of things I hope it's going to make people realize that you can't ignore Suicide Squad because you've been preaching this since the beginning. You are a suicide movie apologist. You understand not the best movie in the world, but you still enjoyed it. You still got to give it a chance. Uh, Second off, you don't have to buy a number goddamn one to get into a story. Yeah. Period. Third off, we just get introduced to like eight different people. The whole story got disjointed, but we just, we we got in Bloodsport like this. Like I dig him. Like I said earlier, that's the whole point of it. When it, well, my whole my point is that I know nothing about this guy, and I love him. I mm -hmm. just I just uh, I, the only the only freedom I get is seeing my brother alive. Don't give a shit. I'll keep no. do, I'll keep doing it. Um, I'm not ever getting out of this. She says uh, if I collect enough people that. I'll be, I'll be free. Nah, not happening. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, we're obviously, we're obviously building more towards the suicide, like the roster from the new Suicide Squad movie. But like, I'm actually, I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm interested in Peacemaker. I mean, we got Bloodsport now. You know, it'll be interesting to see who pops up next. You know, are we gonna bring back King Shark? I usually yep. hate it when they do that. Like, I remember the build-up for Guardians and mm -hmm. after Abnett, uh, and it, it, it was like such a cash grab. This is a, yeah. this is a, but this is a challenging. Have fun. The artwork is goddamn amazing. Like we are not yeah. skimping on anything. Like it might be a cash grab, but at least we sink every penny to make it look great in the comic book. Yeah. 
And Plus, like I said, it'd be interesting to see. Like they haven't freaking, they haven't brought back any of the heavy hitters yet. They haven't brought back you know. There's no Deadshot. There's no freaking Captain Boomerang. There's no Harley. El Diablo. You know, yeah, Diablo. Like I love Diablo, freaking, but like he's not a he's not a heavy hitter for the for the squad. He was just a new fifty two guy. He's not. Freaking, he's not a, new, a heavy hitter because the right person hasn't written him yet. Oh yeah, no, freaking, I agree wholeheartedly. But like he's like of you know of the freaking of the squad, the big guys have been on multiple teams, have been Deadshot, Harley, and Boomerang, and maybe if you want to constitute it, King Shark. Yeah, those those are those are your big four as far as the Suicide Squad go. Like I remember it being a big deal when they killed off King Shark, freaking, and then Deadshot was surprising. And like freaking, but like they haven't really, they haven't brought back and like this whole team is freaking a whole bunch of unknowns. With you know freaking, but it's been it's been really good. Like they they brought in talent, good. which is awesome. Good. This is the, know, I, the, 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 this isn't a Thanksgiving dinner. This this isn't a uh, a planned feast. This is a we all have money and threw down appetizers, salads, wine, like not the cheap stuff, and we're trying something new. And god damn, it's fucking good. Like yeah, it's it's super interesting to see what they're gonna do with it because like it's you know well at the same time you can tell they're building towards freaking the Suicide Squad movie. At the same time, you're getting different characters as well. You know, Nocterra and or Nocturna and freaking Talon was cool. It's really cool to see. It'll be interesting to see his arc. Freaking, um, I can't remember the big girl's name in there, but she's freaking really cool. The the from comic Pete, release from Future State. I remember we were talking about. Um, the only thing I think of is the most deplorable cash grab in this is that you have to buy all the Suicide Squad McFarlane members, uh, well, action figures, to get your King Shark. But, these aren't bad figures. You're not buying bad bullshit. The, the, the artwork in this is, is cherry. The, like, the artwork in this is a 69 fucking Chevelle. It's, it's, it's not a, uh, uh, 82 Prius or, or, uh, Ford Fiesta. Uh, like everything is gorgeous when when he's blasting him with the big one. Like look how beautiful the colors just vibrating off the page, and they're really challenging a storytelling. There's artwork, and whether or not you buy it, and it might be a cash grab. It's that's always you know make money. That's fine. But well, like I said, it's 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 interesting. To, it's nice to see them going so far off. Like. Suicide Squad in and of itself has always been based on just throwing in these D-level villains. Oh, yeah. Which, which is the fun. You know, you get you get people like Light and Lime that were around for like two issues before one of the twins got killed and the other one got killed right afterwards. And, you know, that that's half of the fun is freaking watching like freaking the first issue. We had Film Freak as part of the Suicide Squad before he died in A-Day and freaking... uh. It was cool to see like these characters that don't get very much face time, you know, and they're turning around and they're all of a sudden, you know, it's like it's like why like that's it's another interesting part is like why why would she want why would Waller want someone like the film freak, you know, at, at in at this freaking is, is he, he just said be a sacrificial lamb, 
is he just there to be for him to get so far and then die? You know, and if that's her, right. if that's her thought process. Is that the same thought process she has towards Peacemaker or towards Deadshot or towards any of these other characters? You know, I mean, she obviously doesn't want them to freaking get to that point where they can get out. But like freaking, you know, what is what is the end game with these? You know, obviously they're expendable characters. They're crappy. Uh, some of these people are crappy ass comic book characters that are just here to die. Right. But it's like you get you get attached and you get into these characters. Like you like I said, Bloodsport is a guy you're not familiar with, but like you watch this issue, you read this issue, and you're like, okay, I get this guy. I like this guy. You know, I, I was like I said, I was I didn't know who the hell Diablo was until freaking New Fifty Two Suicide Squad, and I went out and freaking bought his six issue limited series with his first appearance, just because I was like, I love this character, and then you see how the how that character, that original Chato, was so different than freaking Chato Santiago and freaking the Suicide Squad movie and the Suicide Squad New 52 comic books. It's a completely different character. Correct. It's, it was basically their version of freaking uh, Ghost Rider initially. Oh, don't do that, man. I still love it. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, that's what it is. Uh, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a crappy version of Ghost Rider. I reluctantly relent. I had a lot of fun because Nick Cage, but you're read read, read you're, the freaking read the original read the original six issue run. You're not wrong. From like 2006, and freaking you will see he is he is a crappy imitation of Ghost Rider. But the new 52 one is badass because freaking they made the whole thing about a uh, he had all the tattoos and the freaking. The more he used his power, the more the tattoos would go away. So he had to freaking add in the tat. He had to get more tattoos to have more power. That's one thing that need needs to happen in Ghost Rider is that like you can work to get rid of it. Yeah. The, well, yeah, no, freaking you get you get all these B D grade C D grade villains, and every now and again you get a heavy hitter like a Bane or a Zod, and you're like, oh shit, this is about to pick up. And then freaking you'll see you see what happens, you know. Uh, they've had so many like cool free like you get some you know, B A grade Batman villains every now and again. But no, freaking Poison Ivy I think was a member at one point, Killer Croc, freaking and, yeah, I can go on for days about these different characters. You get these you get one shot people that freaking are gonna are simply here to die. I'm gonna harken like, back to not. I'm gonna harken back to Secret Six. An even worse level of uh, villains, um, but goddamn, man! Like he snorts the kryptonite, man. <laughs> I guess he snorts the kryptonite. He like 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 he was like a, a, a studio fifty whatever. <laughs> Headbutt to the face destroys the bomb, and now we have a bunch of different story arcs here. Let's uh, figure out where this uh, Meta Waller is and uh, where all this juicy kryptonite is. The bomb in your head is no longer there. Worth the pain, probably, in the Superman headbutt. I love that, how it went from vibrant colors straight to black and white in the purples. Mm -hmm. Speed lines to headbutt to the reflection of Super uh, uh, Ultraman. 
And he's laying there. Eh, I'm screwed. <laughs> yep. Eh, I'm screwed. But we, we have all these other things going on. Like, he didn't care. He saw his brother still alive. And whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's it. the thing too is freaking does the squad even know about Bloodsport? You know, is that is freaking because they haven't mentioned him previously? So I'm assuming nobody knows Bloodsport's a member of the squad, and they're about to be sent out to save this guy. They don't know. Not at all. I don't think they don't. I don't think they're not going to know until it, until they need to know. And when it happens, he no longer has the the bomb in his head. He's yeah, gonna, he's gonna figure it out. Yeah, and the thing too is freaking. What if freaking one of the members of the squad right now is freaking from another one of these? Is somebody that he recruited? Yep. You know how how are they gonna feel knowing that the guy that freaking they have to go save the guy that freaking you know they met and ended up putting a bomb in their freaking head? That's that's not gonna work out very well. Well, that's all I got on, on Suicide Squad, man. This was probably my favorite comic book in the past, like, eight months. This was... Oh, nice. This was so much fun. Uh, I know that Daredevil had a lot of meat and potatoes, but this one had flavors I hadn't tasted in a while. Years. Nice. Um, last thing I have is the controversy with Captain America lately and Dean Cain and New York Times. Captain America... I hadn't heard. Captain America... In the, let me pull it up here. The United States Captain America. He's polishing his shield. Late at night, he's doing the polishing like like stainless steel, like you know vinegar, salt. He's thinking about his career as Captain America and where it's going. And we talked about it a little bit uh, last week, but uh, New York Times posts. Dean Cain was like, this is anti-American, uh, to the point where this is wrong, and because Captain America says the America, there is no American dream. The point of the book was, is that the American dream is alive, but the fact is that a bunch of dumbasses are running the show. And there are so many comic book uh, resources, rag sheets that are popping up, like, these assholes didn't fucking read the comic book. It, 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 it's not, well, we talked about it last week, I did, but um, it, it's not about that the American Dream never existed or is bad. It's the fact that a lot of y'all aren't getting it. And it, it, the reason I bring it up just real quick is that they didn't read the book. They, they, they question Dean Cain. Motherfucker didn't read comic books. This guy is lesser than John Stamos. And, um... He didn't read this book. The book was all about what it was being American. And, and the American dream being alive. It was about all the... The, the, the serpents... And, and the, the, the things that are poisoning the dream. Uh... Yeah, you can harken back to, like, Watchmen and say that, like... Oh, the problem the American dream became true. No, they didn't even get that far. They didn't read the fucking comic book. It's shitty reporting. Oh, this is all pop culture bullshit. It can be. I get it. Yeah, you can land to that conclusion, but if you read the goddamn fucking book, put the work into it, 30-something pages, 
How many pages did you read this week? Probably 300? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah uh, I'd say probably 240 maybe. I think I had eight books this week I'd uh, read. A uh, shitload. And having a family, new job, new promotion. Dean Kane, this guy ain't working at fucking uh, uh, Kinko's. <laughs> he, he's not, no. This guy's got leisure time. He's got leisure time. Comment on something you fucking know. That's, like, I'm, I'm so pissed about it. Like, oh, like, talking about that the American dream is bad. No, that's not the whole point of it. You're never going to read a Captain America comic book where the American dream is bad unless shit goes completely sideways and we're probably going to be off the air and executed as, as witches. <laughs> I know, they didn't make him a Nazi one time. Yeah, 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 even then. It wasn't as bad as, like, just, just read your sources. But, God, I got chapped about that, man. I, got, I don't know. I, I, don't, I haven't read it, so I can't tell you one way or the other as far as I guess, opinions on it. I get super chapped. We got episode 100 coming up. This is a one and a half episode. Mr. Colin is, like I said earlier, we got to make sure he's here for it. We've got a real special issue for you guys for 100, and we really appreciate you guys listening and, and uh, following us and downloading. Um, Guerrilla Warfare is out there. Tony Morales, Joshua Michael, we're on the road, we're on the hunt. You're, doing, you're providing the violence and providing the art. Enough said. Well, tune in for next week, episode 100, The Good, The Bad, and The Calling. The Good, The Bad, and The Calling. We love you. And uh, we got you back. And uh, we still got to do 101, too. <laughs> so we'll right. talk to you about that afterwards. Guys, uh, I'm going to lead us off tonight. This is dangerous, and this transmission is over. We love you.